This is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all sports radio station, 105.5 FM, WNSP, and on the Sound of Mobile app. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Hine, Lee Shervanian, and Michael Brauner. The opening kickoff. Here are Mark, Lee, and Michael. Hey, welcome into a Dr. Christopher Monex High School Game Day edition of our opening kickoff. Mark, I'm Lee Shervanian. We're in Air Sports One, Lee, and I don't know why I said your name. It's like I'm trying to remind you. I think you have a pretty good idea that we are here on the campus of Spanish Fort. However, if you weren't real sure, let's just pretend like you already knew. You know, sometimes I do forget a lot of things, Mark, so I really appreciate it just in case. But let me um, talk about this, all right, for just a second. During the course of the show, we're going to name the first Naaman's tailgating party winner. That's coming okay. up at 720. We have a Chick-fil-A. We also have Pigskin Peak Picks coming up at 820. So in addition to talking about tonight's Greer's Market Game of the Week between Saraland and Spanish Fort, and we'll be talking to coaches, a couple of players that will be coming in here. Uh, we'll be giving away stuff, talking about the game, and, of course, doing college football preview for tomorrow. Uh, speaking of college football, and I, I know Mr. Bronner back at the house may or may not agree with this, but more so than ever, I hope Deion Sanders absolutely obliterates Colorado State. You know, I saw what happened yesterday, and, and Jay Norville, the Colorado State coach, came out publicly and, and said, look, it's, it's not about me, but my kids are tired of all the hype. I wonder, and I really do, because you certainly don't want to get Colorado any more fodder. I wonder if this is orchestrated. Uh, I don't think this game needed any more hype because game day was going out there, students are online. But I'm wondering, why would a coach come out publicly and say that his team is just sick and tired of all the hype on Colorado and, and go deep into that? And then, obviously, Dion's not going to take this sitting down, and he's, gonna re he's going to uh, talk about it, and he's going to you know, get his comments going. And I was thinking, is it possible that, that the two coaches are, in a way, I don't know if they're friends or not, I don't even know if they know each other, you know, maybe orchestrated a little of this, but a little more hype on the game. Because ordinarily, Colorado, Colorado State doesn't even put a blimp on the, a blip on the screen of big-time games. But it does tomorrow. Well, so the, the bigger issue is he takes a shot at Dion for saying, you know, he takes the hat off, takes the glasses off, and says, hey, you know, I'm going to be an adult and sit here and take those things off while I talk to you, which was a clear shot at Dion. So to your point, why are you complaining about all the hype around a game that no one outside your state normally gives two patoots about, one? Two, why are you going to poke the bear and give that dude more ammunition? I hope Colorado runs it up by about four scores. And it's over the most ridiculous thing, over hats and glasses. What do you care what Dion wears during an interview? I hope he runs it up by four scores or six scores. I hope Dion walks to midfield after the game extends his hand, rescinds the hand, takes off his hat, takes off his glasses, and then shakes the guy's hand again. Because I think this is so ridiculous. And if I'm a Colorado State fan, I am livid for giving 
Deion Sanders and Colorado any more bulletin board material than they need. It's so yeah, stupid and, and on they, And obviously, part. Uh, Colorado State's the underdog. And, you know, maybe maybe some of the Colorado State fans are, are glad that their coach has spoken up because it's obviously Dion, not his comments, what he has done, the publicity has not overtake, not only overtaken the state but the whole nation. And, and maybe they are there is fatigue about that. And maybe Colorado State felt, look, enough's enough. And we, we applaud our coach for at least standing up. Now, what they're going to say after the game Saturday could right. be a different story. Mark, I don't know if my 50-plus years in broadcasting qualifies for me to tell a person about interviewing, but I was I spent the morning hyped up to hear the Pat McAfee show. I actually started near a TV set that had sound, but then when they said he wouldn't be, Nick Saban would not be the guest until noon. So I hustled home, turned it on, and once again, disappointment. I'm telling you, Pat, you, you obviously have done very well, uh, can't complain, but if you want to learn how to interview or bring out, let's say, the side of Nick Saban that most people never see, listen to Dan Patrick, because he's the only one I know that really gets into the guts with Nick. Mark, I thought I was watch, watching a birthday party yesterday. That, that's what it came across like to me. I've never seen Nick so relaxed, big smile on his face. The only thing missing was a birthday hat and blowing out the candles. Pat McAfee must have spent about half the interview praising him, saying he's the greatest coach ever. We all know that. And there wasn't one question that I thought wasn't a softball, nothing that dived into stuff that we didn't know. He, he brought up the retirement. I mean, who hasn't heard that? I mean, you know, Nick Saban's been hit with that all the time, like when well, he's going to retire. And so, you know, I, I was really expecting a lot more. Uh, the, the, the others that pal around with Pat McAfee, the same thing. Questions were very, very soft, very lame, nothing controversial at all. In my opinion, you may differ on that. But uh, like I said, I thought I was watching a birthday party for Nick. Well, I do think one of the things that a lot of media types, broadcasters, whatever we're calling them, I think what they they when they they fall into a trap, and I think everybody's guilty of this, is when you have a guest of that magnitude on for the first time, um, or in this case the second time, you tend to fall into the trap because you've never asked those questions. You're going to ask those questions. And people that cover or follow Alabama and Nick Saban week in and week out, year after year, have heard that tired old uh, Q&A. Now, and I'm not defending Pat McAfee. I, I totally understand what you're, what you're saying. What would, I guess the question is what would you have asked him that hadn't been already asked of him this week? Well, I'll front and back up. How many times did he call him the greatest coach in America? The greatest coach was at least three or four times every time he introduced him again and said, now we have the greatest coach. All right, I, I don't have it right. You know, at this point today, maybe an hour later, what would have I asked? Uh, if we had him on this morning, uh, you might ask uh, – what's going to happen with your quarterbacks going into the game, okay? Can we delve into that? You know, I don't know if he would answer that straight up. Uh, how is he – a question that's already been asked about him is the criticism. So that's lame because everybody's – you know, that was brought out in the SEC uh, media conference. So I'm not sure – I what I was expecting when, when this whole thing was built up, that we're going to get into the side of Nick Saban – that nobody has ever seen before. So they'd be questions aside from the football field, questions that I don't know that are totally irrelevant of football, 
and to get him to tell maybe stories or something like that. I probably wouldn't have come up like that. Maybe Nick Wiggins would have come up with better questions as far as what music is he listening going into South Florida. Has, uh, you know, that type of stuff. Not game stuff, because we hear that all during the week. But I would have gotten into stuff that's totally irrelevant from football. That, well, I, I d- thought that's what they, they were going to do. I do think, uh, I thought... One of the things I thought was pretty interesting was he basically asked him, "Are you softer after a loss? Are you are you a hard are you a basically a hard ass or do you or, or do you soften the blow?" And I thought I thought Saban gave a really interesting answer on the idea that after a loss, I don't want to use the word coddle, but he basically said there are times where you pat a guy on the butt, there are times where you kick him in the butt, and you got to know the difference. And so he's 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 essentially softened his stance like you know it's not all brimming you know getting after him talking about rat poison all that after a big win he's he, he actually admitted that he kind of gets after these guys after a law after a win but after a loss he's kind of that consoling parent right so I, I did think that part of it was interesting um I didn't have a problem with it. I don't need, but to your point, I don't need to hear about what's your thoughts about the college football playoff. Like we've done all that, so I get it. Uh, I do think you'll see a little bit more of what you're looking for as they move on. I think they're just kind of warming them up a little bit. Well, that and, and again, I'm not here to refute what you said. I mean, I knew exactly what he was going to say on that. I've heard it. I've uh, I've heard that many times about how he's in the locker room after a loss. People have told me that. So I was expecting that exact answer, that he coddles after a loss, but it's easier to pick on a team after they win. That is something that's not new. I still think, and I'm not just saying this because we carry Dan Patrick, nobody gets into Nick Saban like Dan Patrick. He's brought out some of the best lines during the short segments he's had him on, some of the things that we've talked about uh, the day after. So, okay, you know, you're right. They're going to have him on every week, and obviously it you know helps build up the show. I thought the interview that I enjoyed the most was with Joe Lombardi. We've had on, have, we've had him on right. before. You set it up, I think. He was on way before Nick was, talking about oh. some of the teams, some of the games that were coming up. He he really had some really good insight. Uh, but anyway, it's I was only watching it because of Nick Saban. Of so. course, and I think most people are. Yeah. Now, I do think Saban's opening to the his radio show hey coach which you heard in the was zoo was much better was was great it says peewee's on and you know what maybe we'll play some of that uh that audio for you because it was Saban kind of turned the tables and i think had everybody laughing and peewee was so uh, essentially uh silenced he didn't know how to respond that, you put that on al.com of course watching uh nick's face he wasn't smiling he wasn't grinning like he was during mcafee's show he didn't look like uh, he was having a, a grand old time that was a very good comment and i had that listed and i hope we get that on this morning okay so we got a lot going on today obviously we're at spanish fort the band and cheerleaders are going to join us in i think about a half an hour or so uh we're scheduled to be joined by uh the head football coach here chase smith here in just uh, a minute or so we'll, we'll get some of the players uh in hour number one as well gretchen boykin the volleyball coach uh big news very timely it's almost like we looked at their volleyball schedule and planned it out We'll tell you what's going on with that at 6.50. In uh, hour number two, our good friend Chad Applin, the new coach, basketball coach here at Spanish Ford, is going to join us. We'll do our Millite Golf Report as well. Hour number three, it's all about you guys, Chick-fil-A. Uh, and, um, and, of course, getting you uh, on the books to beat pigskins, guys. 
for some huge winnings. We'll tell you all about it. But we're just getting started here on our Dr. Christopher Monix High School game day. Let's get the uh, traffic, scoreboard traffic, and weather rolling. It's Friday, boys and girls. Let's get it right here on the Sports Station WNSP. Thanks for hanging with us on this Friday edition. It's the Dr. Christopher Monex High School Game Day. Mark, hi, I'm Lee Shervanian. We're in Air Sports One. We're on the campus of Spanish Fort. We do thank sponsors like Ward International Trucks, LNS Air Conditioning, Rich's Car Wash, Greer's Market, celebrating their 107th year. Also, Zaxby's, they have five locations on the Eastern Shore. Thanks to Hudson coming aboard and Cockrell's Body Shop. All right, let's welcome in some of the hierarchy here at Spanish Fort, the athletic director and the head coach, Chase Smith. How you doing? Good morning, guys. Good, Good morning. And your defensive backfield coach, uh, Christian Cotton, played at Spanish Fort, also uh, finished up his career at UAB. Good morning, Christian. Nice to be here. Good morning. Yeah, you certainly have an easy chore tonight, <laughs> stopping Ryan Williams and all that fleet-footed group of receivers. Well, it's going to be tough, but uh, I think we'll be up to the challenge tonight. Can you hang with uh, Ryan? You look like you're in shape. Oof, it'll Can be you hang tough. With him? Uh, I'll give him my best shot. <laughs> I bet you did. We'll get back to that. Chase, uh, how about uh, a pre I want to... We're going to have you back during the 8 o'clock hour also, but how about an overview of the athletic program and where things stand right now with Spanish Ford? Uh, just really, really going well. Our volleyball program's had some big wins uh, coming up. Uh, Coach Boykin's got them really playing well right now. Uh, cross country's in full swing. Uh, our swim team is, is in full go as well, and uh, obviously football uh, for our fall sports as well, so can't say enough about where we're going. How about tonight's game with Sarah Lynn? Is your team, how's the team responding so far? I know you had you eked out one last week against Baldwin County. Looking ahead to tonight's game. Yeah, I think, I mean, our approach is the same. I mean, obviously, it's going to be a great atmosphere, great rivalry, and, and our kids are excited about the opportunity to play at home in front of a great crowd. And, you know, that's what you work about all for all year, and, and our kids are excited. We've had a great week of practice, and uh, I'm excited to watch our kids play. All right, Christian, it comes down to uh, stopping that high-powered Sarah Land offense, and uh, what's your coaching philosophy to your defensive backs? Uh, just, just go out there and do what you know to do. Uh, We'll be fine. They practice hard all week, and they know exactly what we want out of them, and I think they're going to be great tonight. So what's the what's the first thing that pops off the screen when you're watching video of, uh, of Sarah Land? I know there's Explosive. plenty. Yeah. Explosive. Uh, KJ can really throw the ball downfield, and all their receivers are just very, very athletic. And then you got Ryan Williams over there. So uh, you got to give credit where credit is due over there. And and I was going to ask, and maybe for both of you, how much of it is – Trying doing what you guys do, and how much of it is, man? We got to tweak it so that we can stop whatever that is, right? How much of that do you alternate, or, or do you just go out there and do what you do? Well, I think it's a little bit of both. I think obviously you got a foundation of what you are and what you have the reps in, and what kids feel comfortable in, and can play fast and execute at a high level, and then you build off that and have little tweaks, like you said, and and, and little. Uh, things that, that are a little bit different but all come back to what you believe in and what your kids know how to do. Christian, you played defensive back at Spanish Ford, so you know the position, correct? Receiver. Oh, you're a receiver? Yes, sir. Well, then you should have even more knowledge <laughs> yes, about how sir. to handle. But, I mean, when you teach her, do you do anything different with the cornerbacks, the safeties? Because you're playing probably the most explosive passing game you may face this year, and, again, you may face others too. But as far as staying with the player of the year, 
like Ryan Williams, what do you tell your, your cornerbacks how to play him? And footwork important? Is it just Foot, running with them? Footwork is very important this week. Uh, we know that he's probably one of the fastest guys in the state. And uh, we know that uh, if our feet aren't hot at the line, he's going to blow by us. So this week was a was a very big detail week for that. Do you double team him, but that leaves others maybe open? Uh, you got to wait and find out. Oh, he's not giving anything <laughs> away. I don't play. But how much, you know, we talk about when you come to the passing game, we always talk receivers, defensive backs, but how important is it to, to jam at the line, to get pressure with your front seven so that you can knock them off their timing routes and not give them the time to get downfield? Uh, I think it's very important. Uh, I think also playing coverage is important too, but I think uh, every now and then you got to see a little blitz coming at you every now and then. Chase, to me, the importance is maybe not even what I'm talking about, but getting a pass rush. And you may have one of the finest pass rushes right here in this area. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, we've got we've got a bunch of uh, kids that are playing real well right now on the defensive side of the ball and in the box, and, and more specific linebacker and, and D line. And so, uh, I, you know, I expect them to come out and uh, have a good game and and you know have some pressure on that quarterback one of the big stories during the offseason closer to the start of fall of course sterling dixon coming over mm -hmm. how has he fit in with your defense oh, obviously very well i mean he's i think he's averaging about 16 tackles a game now and he's really kind of, <laughs> he's, he's, he's really come to his own and uh at the linebacker uh position and we've got a couple of different packages that sees him playing different roles but i think that he has handled the transition well he's a great young man great family and uh, has really come on and been a great teammate here. And, and you know, because transition, any transition, especially young man, is not easy. And uh, coming up and level and play, and he's handled that like a champ. It, when you found out he was coming here, is that like a Christmas present in July or close to <laughs> August? I mean, we get handed a player that's committed to Alabama, and he's not the only one. Talk about the three play. Well, you talked about Dixon. You have two other players coming in here to join us. Yes, we got uh, Cole coming on board right now. Cole McConathy is a defensive end committed to Louisville. Uh, playing really well right now, leading the state in sacks. And uh, Drew Williamson uh, is a young man that's uh, came back to, uh, has always lived in Spanish Forts, come back to Spanish Fort, and, and uh, he is a, a senior for us and playing well at the offensive side of the ball and a little bit of defense as well. All right, we're going to see you later. Christian, can't thank you enough. Yes, sir. I'm glad to be here. You were part of history, right, at UAB? Yes, they yes, reinvented sir. the program, and you were part of that. Yes, sir. That must have been exciting. Very much was. The man who saved UAB football. <laughs> I wouldn't say me, but uh, Coach Clark, for a fact. We don't we don't let details get in the way of, uh, of a good story here on WNSV. Hey, guys, thank you all for stopping by. We really do appreciate it. I know we'll talk soon. Thank you. All right, we're going to come back. Uh, we continue our coverage uh, here at the Dr. Christopher Mullinex High School Game Day. We're out at Spanish Fort. Mark Heim, Lee Shervanian, Air Sports 1 at Sports Radio 105.5 FM, WNSP, and WNSP.com. There goes the ball wide open. It is Smith again, all the way for the touchdown. All right, 632, thanks for hanging with us. The Dr. Christopher Monex High School game day. Mark and Lee were in Air Sports 1. 
We're uh, broadcasting from the campus of Spanish Fort High School. want to thank uh, a number of people for making this happen. Obviously, David Morris, our good friend over at QB Country, the Mobile County Sheriff's Department, the Orthopedic Group, Green and Phillips Law, all state agent Kenneth Morgan. Uh, we appreciate what those guys do. Just a reminder, support the folks that support your kids here on WNSP. We're going to be joined now by two of the Spanish Ford Toros, Natalie Dressed, ready for the uh, breakfast that's coming up in just a few minutes. I want to first of all introduce the state's leading pass rusher, Coke McConathy. Good morning, Cole. How are you? I'm doing good. How are that's you? great. And also running back, Drew Williamson. Uh, let's start with you, Cole. Leading the state, let's see, you got 22 sacks, give or take, last year, right? Yes, sir. You're up to great. seven this year. What's your secret to uh, being an edge rusher? Uh, that's a good, I mean, I'd say the main thing is just being relentless. I mean, sometimes you could make a play that you don't think you could make and just being there, being relentless. Drew? Talk about the running back position and what you see happening tonight against Saralem. Not only, you know, the, the, their offense gets a lot of hype, obviously, but their defense is pretty darn good too. Right. Yeah, um, we've been uh, we've made a few changes, and I think that, like, I don't know, we we just just follow the the, the chemistry, the offensive chemistry, and we'll be good. How about the uh, in the past games with Saralem? Do you get up more for this team? I mean. It, Ranked number one in the state. Does that help get up for this team? Uh, yes, sir. Um, uh, I think we got a chip on our shoulder and we got nothing to lose. So we're going to go out there like that. Cole, how have you done against Sarah Lane in the past couple of years since you've been playing? Um, I, I look at it as the team's performance, not necessarily my performance, but I'm not satisfied with the way that I performed the last couple of games personally. And uh, I mean, we've lost, I hadn't beaten Sarah Lane last two years me playing varsity football so i'm looking forward to this one have the games been tight drew tight games with saraland pretty competitive uh, yes sir they have last year was tight how do you like competitive game i mean games like this that are hyped so much because well in the past you know we've been out here many times and usually these games come down to who's going to win 6a1 Mm -hmm. um, yes, sir. We got the toughest region probably in the state, so uh, every win in this region is huge. What kind of a uh, – how do you define yourself as a ball carrier? Uh, you like to hit the middle? You, uh, um, I just like to follow the block and get straight downhill. Straight downhill. You, you don't like to evade the tackles? You like to just I mean, knock I'll, them I'll over? I'll evade them if, if I have the opportunity to, or I'll hit them if, I have, if it's better. But you, you'd rather run through them than run around them. It's just easier, right? Uh, yes, sir. In the middle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we know Cole's going to Louisville. What are your plans after this year? Uh, I still don't know yet. I don't. I don't talk. I haven't talked to many college coaches, so I'm not. Do you want to continue football? Uh, yes, sir. All right. Do you so, play other sports here? Um, I, I'm probably gonna wrestle, actually. Really? You say you're planning to. When's the wrestling season? It's right after football season. What if you had to wrestle Cole? How do you think that would come? It'd be two different weight classes. And yeah. we, I mean, we grew up knowing each other since third grade. Is that right? So, yeah, and you've we, never wrestled like play? play? No, we have. I mean, we've uh, plenty. We were talking about that last night. Just playing ball, basketball, <laughs> late nights with yep. him and his dad when I first moved here. And, I've known Drew since I first moved here at eight, nine years old. So you're kind of like uh, stepbrothers. I, I guess we're, yeah. we're real brothers. Huh? Yeah. I said we're real brothers. Yeah, more yes, like, sir. yeah, just brothers. It's called, do you play other sports? Uh, I, I used to, not, not anymore. I'll be graduating in uh, 
December. What's the fascination of getting out early to go to start college so soon? Um, I think Are you it's coming a, back for the prom at least. I really don't know. That <laughs> depends on what I got going on, but uh, it. I think it's a good thing. It's it's an advantage. It's it's almost like that's the standard because so many kids do it now, from what I've learned. And it's, you kind of got to get with program and do what you got to do. Why Louisville? I think it's a great opportunity to play under Coach Brom and their system. And just I know Coach Brom being quarterback, being there, and that they're going to throw the ball, and that's a lot of sack opportunities for edge rusher. There's a lot of reasons, really. All right, back to the game tonight. The key to getting to Lacey, their quarterback. The key to getting to yeah, him? The, yeah, what do you work on? What, do you, what has to happen for you to sack him? That all starts with good coverage with my guys in the back end. I mean, Markel, Kyer, uh, Javante, Landon York, Josh, all of them. That, I mean, those are the guys who helped me get sacks in the all defensive line. I'm going to get Sterling Dixon to come in, but before I do, with him joining the team, how yes, has sir. that, in a way, helped you as an edge rusher, or has it? Like I said, it's. I mean, since he got here, just getting in, he's one of the guys that I can call up at any time. It could be 6 o'clock in the morning, you want to go down to Gulf Shores and get a workout in, and he's hopping in the car with me, headed down there. So it's mainly his work ethic and his mental strength and coming in and I mean he, he's just ready to work and he's relentless. Alright, if you don't mind, uh, if you'll just hand off very politely uh, the headset and Drew, uh, as far as practice sessions against this defense, during the fall getting ready for this season and you got, well, Cole, you got Sterling, defensive players like that. How is that like getting ready for the season? I mean, will you uh, face a better defense? Uh, we have not faced one yet that's better than ours. Uh, they're, they're, they really got us ready. So, yes, sir. All right. Good morning. Yeah, Haven't seen you for a couple of days. <laughs> no, <laughs> now, actually, we, we used to interview him when he was at Mobile Christian. So, how, what is the transformation fitting in? You know, you, you were at one school. This is your last year here. You wanted to play in a big-time game. It doesn't get too much bigger than this. Just talk about that, Sterling. Um, first, I just want to say it was a blessing. The guys took me in, um, and we just went to work from there. Because uh, Smith, every day, he challenged me to just get better, and that's what I've been trying to do. Um, guys like Drew, Cole, Bishop, all those guys, they really try to get me better each and every day, so they help me out. Everybody's like-minded. So you come in for just one year. Was the welcome wagon ready for you? Did they, you know, make you feel a real part of the team, or did you have to prove yourself? Um, they made me feel a part of the team. Um, when I came in, everybody was just like, man, let's work. Everybody uh, had the same goal, which is, is really tonight. Uh, we want to prove ourselves tonight and just get to that state championship, and we're going to take it one game at a time. If you had to, could you cover Ryan Williams? <laughs> yeah, I will. I don't got no problem with that. You've had a pretty good year. I, th how many, I think you got about three sacks or so yes, so sir. far. What's the key now? Or how is your positioning on defense? Has it changed at all since you were at Mobile Christian? Um, really more of linebacker. Uh, I come off the edge on obvious pass downs. Hey, did you see where your uh, former teammate had a really good game for uh, Alabama last week Most against definitely. Texas? Yes, sir. You keep in touch with Deontay? Uh, he calls me pretty much every day. So, man, I'm proud of him. Uh, he just needs to continue to work. Drew, let's talk about uh, offense. Are you, is this offense more passing or running? Or what do you, what, um, is it balanced? Or what are we looking uh, for tonight? I'd say we probably run the ball. We start off running the ball uh, a good bit, try to establish the run game, and then, then we pass off of that. 
Sterling, as far as facing this offense, we're talking about the Spanish Ford offense in practice. Can you give us some insight as to what it's like going up against your own team? <laughs> Man, we got guys like Drew uh, that's not scared of anything. Uh, Drew, throw, Drew will run through a wall if he had to. So um, we're not going to face nobody else like that. Uh, the O-line do a pretty good job of blocking, giving us a look. So um, for me, I feel like we're prepared. And it, tonight is going to be just all about us. Everybody just got to believe in themselves. Uh, I feel like we'll come out with the win. Hey, guys, I remember last year we were and you were going through the walk walkthrough. Do you, are you doing that this morning, the walkthrough dressed up with tie and shirt? Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Because I know you have a breakfast coming up. What, does the walkthrough come first or then the breakfast? The, the breakfast, then the walkthrough. And the walkthrough is right behind the breakfast building. What if you eat too much? <laughs> you got to be careful, right? Yeah, you got to be, yeah. You, you don't want to get, okay, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You don't want to get sick on the field, do you? Right. No, sir. <laughs> Sterling, uh, we wish you the best. It's good to see you again. Most All definitely. Right. I appreciate y'all. We wish you the best at, uh, after this year at Alabama. Once you get there, they won't allow us to talk to you. So <laughs> yes, be, until you go to NFL, we'll have to wait for that. Most Drew, good. good luck tonight. All right? Thank you, sir. Hope you have a great game. Yes, sir. Thank, Thank you, guys. Best of luck. Appreciate yes, it. Yes, All right, guys. So uh, we got a minute or so here. We want to let you know you can get in. We're going to talk to uh, Spanish Fort. Uh, volleyball coach Gretchen Boykin. Uh, very timely. It's it's almost like we made out the schedule for him, or we looked at the schedule and planned it accordingly. So big news in the volleyball program. We'll talk a little bit about that. Chad Applin, the new basketball coach, will be along as well. Uh, we're going to uh, talk uh, to John Ricchetti in hour number two. It'll be a middle light golf report. Uh, Chase Smith will be back with us. We'll do some picks. Uh, Alec Naiman will be along too because we have to name the first winner of the Alec Naiman Catering Party of up to 20 or 18 Me and Lee. That's coming up soon as well. And the Spanish Sport Band and Cheerleaders, they're here and they're warming up. You'll hear from them next right here on the Sports Station, WNSP and WNSP.com. Hi, this is Luis Gonzalez, former South Alabama Jaguar and Major League player. You're listening to WNSP Mobile. Welcome back in as we wrap up our number one on this Dr. Christopher Mullenix High School Game Day edition of the opening kickoff. Mark, I'm Lee Shervinian. We're in Air Sports One. We're on the campus of Spanish Fort. Dr. Christopher Mullenix of Mobile Oral and Facial Surgery located at 715 Downtown or Boulevard. He's on with us right now. Dr. Mullenix, good morning. How are you today? Good morning, guys. Doing well. Thank you. And we're over on your side right now on the Eastern Shore. Uh, let me ask you this, uh, just for reference to our listeners, when when does somebody need implants, and why is it important to have implants? Well, there's a lot of reasons to need implants, Lee, and I think you know you know it better than anyone else. Broken teeth, missing teeth. Some patients, unfortunately, don't have any teeth, and they have ill-fitting dentures. So. Dental implants offer a solution for all of these problems. In most cases, it's a simple fix, uh, and in a lot of cases, it can be a permanent fix. So we're happy to offer uh, all these solutions to patients, and if they'll give us a call at 
possible that when you get a dental implant that the new tooth, the new teeth will last forever? You know, there's an excellent chance it can. There are a lot of factors involved. Certainly they have to be put in correctly, which is my responsibility. Uh, the restoring dentist will restore these correctly, but there is some level of care, just like with natural teeth, that's required. But if all three of these things are met, patients can have a very long, sometimes lifetime, of, of wonderful uh, results. So, yes, dental implants can be a permanent solution for many patients. Has the mindset changed on, like when I first heard, I had no clue what a dental implant was. I had no clue whatsoever. As you know, when I came to you, I was kind of like, you know, a rookie. Do, today, do people pretty much know what's going on when they come to see you? Uh, yeah, Lee, Google's a wonderful tool, and it can be used for lots of research purposes. So most patients have an understanding, and also most dentists have now become very uh, versed in dental implants, the terminology, the technology. And so... Not like starting from ground zero with people. People, I mean, most patients that want an implant come in wanting an implant. They've done their research. They have friends and family that have had implants. A lot of times they've had implants that I've placed for them and they've had excellent results. So, you know, this is very common knowledge now. People understand how they work, what they do, and how well they work. So it's made my job a lot easier as far as explaining the process. Uh, and it's made the demand go way up. It's really the best option in the history of dentistry to replace missing teeth or to correct ill-fitting dentures. Hey, it beats getting a root canal. Thanks so much. And uh, tell our listeners how they can reach your office, uh, Dr. Mullenix. Well, thank you, Lee. There's two ways. The easiest way is to pick up the phone, 251-471-3381. We're on the web at mobileoilsurgery.com. Appreciate it very much. Thank you so much, and you have a wonderful week. Talk to you later, Dr. Christopher Monix. So joining us now in Air Sports One, we're at Spanish Forge. She started as a registered dietitian. 1,000 wins later, Gretchen Boykin is right back with us. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm good. Thank you. Let's start with the 1,000th victory. It came last night, right? Yes. Against MGM, I believe? Yes, sir. What was it like as you approached that win? I mean, was there a big celebration? Uh, cake any anything uh, <laughs> afterwards yeah there was um, going into the season I knew the 1,000th was close um, but I did not want that to be a focus of my team or program because it's about the kids um, but a lot of people knew and so last night they had the news there they had cake um, some of my co-workers got the students to make all kind of signs last night, and it was really nice. They did a good job, and it was fun. So basically you celebrated not with all that, but just getting win 1001, right? I yeah. mean, that's, that's kind of how you celebrated. Yes. Well, it was kind of ironic because um, the coach of St. Luke's is Meredith Donald, and she played for me when I coached at McGill. And so um, it was neat. I didn't want to play her in the 1,000th win, and I didn't. So I had Mary Montgomery in the 1,000th win, and then it was followed up by playing Meredith. But it was neat for her to be there because it was somebody from the first 500. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So that was kind of neat. That is well, cool. We certainly look forward to having you uh, here with us. And I don't know how long to get to 2,000 wins. How long will that take? I mean, this one took 19 years. So <laughs> I'll go. be pretty old by then. <laughs> so talk about the rivalry with Bayside because I believe you played them in the championship last year. You came so close to winning and they prevailed as they have for about 200 years. So what's it like this year? Do you have a lot back? We do. We only had one senior last year. She was really important to our team, but, you know, our team is really 
um, loaded with a lot of depth. And um, we played Bayside in the area match earlier a couple of weeks ago, and we did win that in four sets. Um, it's always going to be a dogfight when we go to play them. I mean, both of our teams are competitors, so everybody's going to go in there expecting to win. And, I mean, it was a great match. and. I'm sure we'll have plenty more of them um, coming up. Just like last year, we had to play them three times in the last two weeks of the season. We won two out of the three. Unfortunately, we lost that last one. But um, it's just always going to be a dogfight. We know that. Spanish forward volleyball coach Gretchen Boykin celebrating over 1,000 wins. Tell that story about you getting involved with coaching. I found it very interesting. You mentioned your sister and so forth. Yeah, I mean, I just said that my dad always thought I needed to be a coach. Um, my sister is 10 years older than me, and she was in nursing school, and um, I always watched her do all that, and I really liked the, the medical field, but I did not want to have anything to do with needles or blood or any of that. So she introduced me to um, a, the dietetic world, and um, it just so happened that Montevallo recruited me to play, and they had a dietetics program. And so that's what I pursued, and I really loved it. I really did. I loved, I loved being in the hospital, and I did a lot in the intensive care unit with two feedings and TPNs, and I thought that was really interesting, and I loved it. But then when it came down to it, I coached Spring Hill College for four years, but at the same time, I was a full-time registered dietitian, and so that was a lot. I mean, I w it was very late nights, very early mornings to be able to do that, and so when I had the opportunity to just coach full-time, um, that's where that's where my heart fell. All right, so you talked about you don't care to deal with blood. What happens if one of your <laughs> girls gets a nosebleed? You know, that's funny and ironic because the only times that I've ever had anything like massive, I responded really well at the moment, but then as soon as everything was okay, I was about to pass out. <laughs> you came off that adrenaline. Yes. Yeah. Hey, what uh, what, dri what drives you, what continues to drive you when, as, as you step on the court and, and lead these women and constant success? Like, what, what is it that keeps you kind of motivated after, after so much success? I mean, I think when you're a competitor, that's just who you are yeah. you know you just always are looking to compete and want to go out there and compete and it's fun you know that's what i told somebody last night when i go to do volleyball that's not work that's fun yeah so as a dietitian do you set the meal plans for your team i am i am not a hoarder over these kids when it comes to food they're kids you know i mean they yes i encourage them to have good habits but i don't like hoard over them and not let them enjoy life. You're, you're not time. slapping french fries out of their hands at lunchtime no, or anything like that. No, no, no. Yeah, because you, you, I, I couldn't play for you if you, you were that way. I, you and I would have, uh, I'd be going out for a different sport, I think. <laughs> Who's next on the uh, schedule? So we leave today to go, we're traveling to Mississippi. It's a tournament I've never been to before, um, but we're going to Mississippi to play. It's a lot of the best teams in Mississippi that are playing in this tournament. So I think it'll be nice to kind of get away and see some different teams and different competition that we normally don't see. I asked you this question earlier. Do you have much leadership back from last year? I, I mean, I do. Like I said, well, last year um, I had... I had a senior that was a big-time leader, 
but I've had some other kids that really have stepped up and they're playing the leadership role greatly. So I'm happy with the leadership on my team. Hey, Coach, congratulations on all the success. I, I know you're not settling. I know there's still work to do, but oh. we, we do appreciate you coming aboard, and it, it's fantastic for us that we had this opportunity and the timing. Just, it worked out great. It so uh, congratulations and uh, best of luck the rest of the season. Thank you. Absolutely. That's uh, volleyball coach Gretchen Boykin here at Spanish Fork. All right, we got we got a lot to do. Uh, new basketball coach, and I use I use air quotes there. Chad Applin, our guy, is coming on here in just a little bit. The band's getting ready to play us to a break here, but uh, Alec Name is going to come on in hour number two and announce one of the winners. That's right, somebody's getting a catering party of up to twenty or eighteen. Me and Lee, we will announce that today. Uh, we'll do our Miller Lake Golf Report. Chase Smith's going to rejoin the show a little bit later. We got somebody that needs to do some picks against Pigskins guys because we got a lot up for grabs there. I'll tell you all about that. And we got to get back to Colorado, Colorado State because now it's more about than it is football. Now they've it's made personal. it personal, baby. Very personal. Uh, well, I hope Colorado hangs fifty on him now. I mean, I don't know why that guy's complaining. He's there is now more attention on that game outside that state than ever before, and you're complaining about it, and you're going to pick on a man's sunglasses and hat? Come on. Even even Bronner's got to be pulling for Colorado State at this point. Oh, you mean Colorado? I mean Colorado, yes. yes. Okay. Sorry, I'm all worked up. Yeah, we don't want to put words in Bronner's mouth. He's got enough coming out anyway. He doesn't need wow. your help. Wow, it's just brutal. Yeah. Just brutal. Um, I, I wanted to, uh, I, I, this is an old story, but it's kind of new. The Tui's filed suit, countersuit against uh, Michael Lurie mm -hmm. this week. Basically saying the same things we've talked about, trying to go over the money situation, the conservatorship. Uh, they said they had no choice to, uh, to get him to Ole Miss, that he had to do that rather than adopting him and so forth to adhere to NCAA rules. So the stuff that we talked about a couple of weeks ago, I don't know where this thing's going to wind up going. Uh, but now they've gone to court to give their say. All right. Well, Thanksgiving's going to be a hoot at the Tui residence. All right, here we go. We're going to take a break. We come back. You're listening to the Dr. Chris Ramonix High School Game Day. This is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all sports radio station, 105.5 FM, WNSP, and on the Sound of Mobile app. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim, Lee Shervanian, and Michael Bronner. The opening kickoff. Here are Mark, Lee, and Michael.
welcome in hour number two. It's our Dr. Christopher Monix High School game day. Mark and Lee, we're in Air Sports One. We're on the campus of Spanish Ford High School. Yeah, this is Generous Friday. We'll be naming the winner of the Naaman's tailgating party in just a few minutes in the 8 o'clock hour. Chance to win a Chick-fil-A. Also, Pigskin Pete's pick, so be ready for that. In the headlines, uh, last night, Thursday night football, Jalen Hurts uh, threw a touchdown pass to Javari Smith and uh, Javante Smith and also ran for two touchdowns as the Eagles beat Minnesota 34-28. to In a uh, era where there's a lot of passing, the Eagles ran the ball 48 times yesterday for close to 250 yards. In high school football, uh, St. Paul's picked up win number three. They beat Murphy 24-8. to Of course, uh, we're hyping up the game tonight. Not that it needs us to do it. The Greer's Market game of the week at 6.50 tonight. Number one ranked Saraland versus Spanish Fort. We're going to turn our attention now to some high school basketball. Chad Applin, who's been with us many, many times lately with Faith Academy, but now he is the head basketball coach at Spanish Fort. Chad, good morning. Good morning. It's good to have you on with us. Appreciate you having me. What's the trans, uh, transition been like so far? Uh, it's been great. Um, you know, it's, it's been uh, just a lot of different things and, and uh, you know, getting acclimated to uh, how we do things here at Spanish Ford and getting to know my players. And um, so I've been stressed in a lot of ways. Um, but I think that, uh, you know, it's it's helping me grow as a coach. And I and, uh, really like my team this year. I think they're incredibly hardworking guys. So. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to the season. You know, years ago, many years ago, coaches would stay at one position, as you know, forever and ever. Uh, now they kind of move consistently. What prompted this move, Faith Academy, very strong basketball program, to come to the Eastern Shore? Um, it was just an opportunity that kind of presented itself, and uh, I just looked into it. I've, I've, I think Spanish Ford's a great community. It's a great school. And um, so I just kind of threw my name in the hat, and, and uh, one thing led to another, and uh, just blessed to be here. So how much of uh, starting in a new place is obviously they've had some really good success here at Spanish Ford on the basketball floor. How much of that is bringing kind of your culture in and maybe blending it with what's already here? Like how do you how do you kind of set that standard and do you, how much do you tweak it, I guess is the question. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, the thing I've noticed about the kids here is that they're incredibly hardworking kids. Yeah. Uh, they're very motivated. Um, you know, it's not. I'm not having to really force them to work hard. I think that they're. It's it's coming from within them. Um, and those are usually, in my experience, are those are the, those are your best teams, player-led teams. And and basically, uh, you know, these guys are are very hungry. Um, I think a lot of the guys. Um, maybe, you know, weren't necessarily huge contributors to last year's team in terms of getting a lot of playing time during games. So I think that adds to their hunger. And, um, you know, it's been a, it's been a great uh, joy to coach them so far. And I'm, I'm just excited about the season getting started. Chad Applin joining us, the new basketball coach. Did uh, Jimbo leave you much? Yeah, he did. I mean, uh, I think he, Jimbo did a great job. Um, you know, and you can see the kind of the, the things that, that he implemented. We have similar philosophies in terms of uh, basketball type of offenses we run. So, um, you know, we're implementing new things and, uh, you know, but the, get, 
the thing I've noticed, the guys here are incredibly intelligent. Um, their basketball IQ is phenomenal. So I think that's a testament to the job Jimbo did. So will you be, I mean, you know, not only did he leave you some, he's kind of animated on the court from time to time. That's, I, you've been known to get after it a little bit, but are we going to see that consistency through the program? Are you going to be ranting and raving and running up and down the court? Oh, man, it, you know, I, it's not about me. It's about the kids. So Ooh, that's a good non-answer. Whatever. <laughs> it just depends on the situation, to be honest with you. You know, I mean, sometimes my blood gets boiling. But uh, for the most part, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm there just to kind of guide the, guide the guys, and, and uh, it's their stage. Do you have many of your players or some that are on the football team, like, playing tonight? Yes, I've got a couple guys that uh, will be uh, playing this evening. Uh, Josh Powell plays cornerback. He starts. Uh, Andre Winston is defensive end. Um, we've got a lot of guys that are younger guys that are also in, on the football team. So, um, you know, I encourage guys to play as many sports as they can. I think it's good for them as, as uh, to, to help them grow and develop and, and play different sports. It's, it's uh, you know, it's a good thing. When do you start? Uh, our first practice will be October 16th. Um, right now we're allowed to do our two hours a week, so um, we're, we're taking advantage of that. We, we go one one day a week right now, So, and we're doing a lot of strength and conditioning, and, and, and uh, that's the main thing we're focusing on right now is our overall conditioning. You know, Lee, that's a good answer because when we ask that question, one time, one time at some point, before this is all said and done, some coach would be like, oh, man, we've been we've been going at it all, 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 all fall. Yeah. yeah, who keeps track of the two hours? <laughs> really, go, I think it's kind of, over? I know it. It's kind of an honor system. Uh, so hopefully everybody's honoring you it. You a stopwatch? But, yeah. What if you go five seconds over? Is it, you got to answer to the state? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think anybody's monitoring it that close. But we, we try to. You know, we just do our best not to break any rules. So, Hey, Coach, we appreciate you stopping by, man. Really excited for you and, and, and Spanish sport. Got a great basketball tradition here. Got a beautiful floor over there. It's a great environment to see a basketball game. So I encourage you guys that if you're in the area ever and you know of uh, a game, you need to come check it out because it's really cool. Yes, sir. Thank All you right, man. Much. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. We appreciate y'all. Yep. Uh, that's uh, Spanish sport basketball coach Chad Applin. we got a couple minutes here. We need to uh, let you guys know uh, got a lot going on this weekend in terms of the college football schedule here on uh, WNSP. Of course, uh, Alabama on ABC this week at uh, 2.30, but you will be you can hear the call. Chris Stewart on the call this weekly on our sister station, 92.1 The Zoo. And if you want to hear some SEC games on WNSP, we got you covered well at 10.30. LSU at Mississippi State. That's going to be on WNSP. And then right after that, Georgia and South Carolina. Now, that's the CBS game of the week. Uh, Mark mentioned uh, Alabama at 2.30. That's ABC, Georgia, South Carolina, CBS. But we've got the two SEC games. If you're driving around, you can tune those in or you can switch to a 92.1 and hear Alabama. Uh, the pregame show starts again at 11:30. Kickoff right after 2:30. Yeah. So uh, who who's with me? Are, are you more pro Colorado and Deion Sanders at this point, or less after the comments made by Jay Norville, the Colorado State coach? 
I don't get worked up on the comments. I was for Colorado because I want to see the. Yeah, he does. But it's a. I think there's. I, I don't know if there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes about this because obviously he's not going to stay quiet on this. I thought it was kind of ridiculous for uh, Norville to make the comments that he did. Uh, he said it wasn't about him. It was about his players. They have chips on their shoulder and stuff like that. But let me just say that I didn't care whether this came out or not. I'm rooting for Colorado. Yeah, so I, that's I just want to see them go undefeated into the Oregon. So game. if you guys haven't seen this story, so on his coach's show, he talked about how his guys have a chip on their shoulder. And they're really tired of all the talk about Colorado and all the hype. And you know, he he took a swipe at Dion talking about how I'm gonna sit down and talk to you guys. I'm gonna take my hat off and my glasses because and we're gonna talk like adults, which was a, a shot at Dion for wearing hat and glasses during an interview. And I'm like, dude, grow up. Nobody outside your state talks about Colorado and Colorado State. In fact, I would question whether anybody, if anybody in the state talks about it on a yearly basis. And now it's become this national thing. Game day, big noon kickoff, 60 minutes, first take. They're all going to this game. Dude, embrace it. And then you're going to come after a guy for wearing a hat and, and glasses? And why do you want to poke the bear? Because, of course, Dion made it a big part of his pregame before his practice. And now they've taken it personally. And I hope he puts 60 up on that guy. Well. It's just not smart. Yeah, and you're, I, I agree with you that I don't think anybody even in the state was talking about football in that state prior to this year uh, for good reason because nobody was winning and nobody was making any kind of national scene. So with Colorado coming on, I would think Jay Norvell would be excited about that. Yeah. They're finally, finally getting some attention. There was no need to build this game up any more so, and it seems like every week the game is personal. Remember he said the same thing about Nebraska? Yeah. The game is personal. All right, uh, scoreboard traffic and weather are next. The Spanish Fort Band still kicking it over here. It's the Dr. Chris Romanek's high school game day. Stay with us. This is Juan Pierre, former South Alabama Jaguar, former MLB player, and you're listening to WNSP. Christopher Mullinex High School Game Day. Mark and Lee, we're on the campus of Spanish Fort. I want to thank all the fine folks for having us out here on uh, on this Friday edition. All right, it's uh, well, it's that time of the morning where somebody's going to be extremely happy to get a Naaman's tailgating uh, party, and all you have to do 
is listen because Alec Naiman's front and center from Naiman's Catering. Alec, good morning. How are you today? Looks like we're uh, working on it right now. All right. Well, he is he is he is prepping. There's a is lot of there's a lot of homework that goes into picking one through nine. He's over there studying, and he w doesn't want to be unprepared for this. So I get it. I All totally right. well, get it. Alec, while uh, we're waiting for you, let me. Uh, talk about some of our sponsors, participating sponsors like Cockrell's Auto Body Shop. I uh, really appreciate them coming aboard. Zaxby's with five locations on the Eastern Shore. Uh, we've got Greer's Market celebrating 107 years, and they make a lot of contributions to high still sports. Rich's Car Wash, LNS Air Conditioning, and Ward International Trucks. All right, the man of the hour is Alec Naiman. He's on from Alec Naiman and uh, Naiman's Catering. Alec, good morning. How are you today? Hey, I'm doing great, guys. I know it's tailgate time. We got to give give something away here. What you got going on? What do you think? All right, here's the deal. This is on you. Pick a number between one and nine. How about number eight? I like number eight this week. Number eight is the number, Alec. Tell everybody what that lucky person has just won. Hey, man, well, we got tailgate package feeds up to about 20 people or 18 plus you and Lee. How about that? Oh, I love it. I love uh, it. I love it. We, we'll, give, we'll give them some choices. Uh, they can look at our tailgate menu and we give them some options there to pick some things. So, uh, anyhow, it's always fun, always exciting. You know, we got uh, we got big big game tomorrow with Oklahoma State, my Jags, of course, you know. And then we're planning all kind of nice fundraisers here because we're coming into October like the Little Susu, the poor, has their lawn party every year. It's their big fundraiser. Great time, great fun for the kids, bring the whole family out. Of course, we're tailgating every weekend all the way through the end of this football season, so we like that kind of stuff. And if you're planning a holiday event, you want to get on our books for the holiday uh, party, you got to call us, 473-3900. Let us get that date set for you. Look us up on the web at namenscatering.com, and, of course, follow us on Facebook because we like that kind of stuff. Guys, y'all going to have a great time this weekend. I know you are, and so are we. So I'll give you my gold jack just because I like that kind of stuff. Thank you, Alec. Have a great weekend. We really do appreciate and congratulations to Larry Hunt. Larry, you are the winner of the uh, – catering alec Naiman catering party of 18 or 20 or 18 me and lee so fear not if you missed your opportunity next week we start another round we'll, we'll register or qualify nine more folks with a name in it clip and we will do this two weeks from today so congratulations to you larry uh so there seems to be a conversation about now there's another side Bronner is is leading the contingent of people that say, "Who cares what he said? It's uh, they're they're like 25 point dogs. It doesn't matter. It's great for the program. Nothing gained, nothing lost from it." Uh, Colorado hangs 60 on you, and uh, Dion makes a spectacle of that guy at the end of the game. You might think differently. Well, like I said, I I don't care what they said either. It, it, they didn't need any more hype for the game, and it probably would have been better for Jay not to say anything because, like I say, it becomes bulletin board material, and you know it doesn't take much to get Dion to answer back, right? He's not the kind of coach that's going to sit back and take anything like that. But then I wondered, is the the game really did not need any more hype? Colorado, as you know, is in the top twenty. Game day's going there. It's the talk of the nation. I, I almost would have thought that had this not been the case, and let's say Colorado was one and one, and game day wasn't going there, 
if, if they got together or on a phone call and said, hey, let's do something to hype up the game. But it didn't need that. And I, I don't know, without talking to Jay Norvell, I don't even know him, you know, why, why he would, as you used the term, and I agree with you, poke the bear a little bit because this game did not need any hype. Obviously, football in Colorado has been irrelevant uh, coming into this year. I would think Colorado State would be ecstatic that people are talking about football. Uh, so we'll continue to talk a little bit about that throughout the course of uh, the day. Obviously, we'll get some Alabama and Auburn. We'll do our picks. I know Chase Smith, the Spanish Fort uh, football coach, will uh, rejoin us in hour number three. We'll also have one of you guys make some picks against Pigskins, boys. Uh, we got a lot up for grabs with that. We'll explain that coming up. We'll do that in hour number three as well. All right, so let's do this. Let's... Um, when we come back, we have a special guest. Yeah, we have an alumnus of Spanish Ford. He's played in this game many, many times. Uh, Trey Tread, he went to uh, Auburn, but he also went to Jacksonville State. And, Mark, he has played in a number of the spring football leagues. You name it, he's been there. All right, so let's do this. Uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, have the band take us out one last time here from Spanish Ford. It's the Dr. Christopher Monex High School Game Day. Welcome back in on this Friday edition. It's our Dr. Christopher Mullinex High School Game Day. Mark, I'm Alicia Trevanian with you from the campus of Spanish Fort. want to thank a bunch of folks for making this happen. Uh, Allstate agent Kenneth Morgan, we always appreciate him coming aboard. Green and Phillips Law, our friends at the orthopedic group. David Morris in QB Country, thanks for coming aboard and supporting high school athletics. And, of course, Mobile County Sheriff's Department. And a shout-out to Coastal Alabama. Uh, we want to thank those guys for making this possible. A reminder to support the folks that support your kids. All right. Uh, normally when we go out on game days, we try to round up an alum and kind of give us a, a flavor from his standpoint. We got Trey Threat who was uh, played for a Spanish Fort, went on to college at Auburn and in Jacksonville State, and has also played in a number of uh, professional football leagues. Trey, good morning. Welcome to WNSP and the opening kickoff. We're at your favorite high school, Spanish Fort. Yes, sir. Good morning, and thank you for having me on. No, thanks for joining us. Uh, obviously, the big game tonight, Sarah Land, ranked number one versus Spanish Ford. What are your memories of playing against Sarah Land? Uh, anything stand out uh, when you were here at Spanish Ford? Honestly, the best way I can describe it, it's one of those newfound rivalries between high schools that's trying to become powerhouses in their own individuality. And honestly, the best way I can put it, every year I played Sarah Land, every single time. It was like preparing. Honestly, 
there was no differentiation in the preparation as if I was preparing to play in the Iron Bowl or a big rivalry game in college. It was the same intensity, the same focus, because you truly have two teams, two schools, even if we're friends, we do not like each other when it comes to under the Friday Night Lights. Simple. Do you have a memory that stands out in the games that you played against the Spartans? Oh, man. There's, there's not a um, specific memory that just dawns my memory, man. I just remember there's always key plays in the games, man, like a big fourth down stop on our end. Sarah Land, they're a great school, great program, great team, great coach. It's the same, it's the same way. They, make, they have players, they make plays. For me personally, I think the sweetest memory I have as finished forward with Sarah Land is just winning my senior year to keep an undefeated season and to go to state. Did you play on a championship team, uh, Trey? Yes, sir, I did in 2013 and in 2015. Yeah, and it was uh, Coach Blackburn was here then? So I had Coach Freeman my first year, my, well, as sophomore in 2013, and Coach Blackman my senior year in 2015. So the transition from Coach Freeman to Blackburn, what was that like? Did it change the uh, the, the culture here much at Spanish Fort? Um, for me personally, no. Uh, it was a head coach coming into a new school with a, a veteran team, a very experienced team, older team. So it was a very easy transition for Coach Blackman for the on our end with things, specifically for the players because it's just – you know, for him, I, I, one of the coaches, he used to say, just get on the Friday night. And that's, that was the motto for the year. Just get us the Friday night. We'll take care of the rest. And when, when you had, let's say, Coach Blackburn, and you mentioned about the intensity of this series, did, they, did the coaches have to go the extra mile to get the team ready for a game like this, or did it just become natural? It was natural. It was just straight natural. You know, uh, growing up in Mobile, going to both schools, I went to St. Paul's for a little bit, went to Spanish Fort. That was a big rivalry, but it wasn't – I didn't – I'm going to be honest, Spanish Fort versus Saraland, that is – that's the rivalry in the Bay Area to me. Like, that is the biggest game, of, especially when you have – when they're two big teams, two powerhouses like they are this year and the previous years, it's, it's – no, the coaches did not, did not have to go to extra mile. It was just all players. It's all driven – it's with us, you know what I'm saying? Even the fan bases on both sides are into the game just as much as the players. We're talking with uh, Trey Threat, who uh, played here at Spanish Ford. So you went to college, you went to Auburn, you went to Jacksonville State. If Where's your allegiance to those two schools? Like if they were facing one another, which could happen, <laughs> they faced each other before. Again. Who, yeah, Again. Who, would, uh, who would you be rooting for? Uh that's a hard question, man. I grew up an Auburn fan. I'm an Auburn guy. That's why I went to Auburn. It's, it's home to me. I'm still a War Eagle. But at the end of the day, that's not where I got my degree from. I ended up getting my degree from Jacksonville State. I mean, I would probably have – I can't pick. I'm going to be honest. I have to – but if I had to pick, I have to go with JSU. It's still a War Eagle, but Gamecocks, they have a special place in my heart. They gave me a second chance when I was transferring to college, and I, I'm more appreciative. I'm just very appreciative of everything that that school did for me. I don't. I was going to ask you, man. Uh, throughout your career, you've 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 changed positions a little bit. Can you talk a little bit about what's that like? Is is, is there a different mentality when you? Because I, I think what linebacker, you play a little H back. Like, is there is there a different mentality there? Is it a different um, 
in, in, in preparation going into games from week to week? Uh, at the collegiate level? Yeah, or at any level, really. At any level? Yeah, at any level, yes, it's, it's different from week to week. But the higher you get in, in each level, the more intense it becomes. Because now in high school, you just you're, – you're scouting the team. In college, you have to scout the team and the players. In, in the NFL, these are not just players. These are seasoned veterans. These are experienced guys. And some of them who are young bucks or rookies, would, you know, that's what they would call us. And they, I mean, some of us are freaks in nature, and it just comes naturally. So it's always preparation. That's why we work, and that's why guys work year-round just to stay in shape. Or that's why It's a year-round sport nowadays. It's just how it is. Were you glad to see Jacksonville State go to FBS now with uh, Coach Rodriguez coaching? Man, I love Coach Rodriguez and what he's doing with that program, what he's done for that campus, what he's done for that football program itself as, as a whole. Uh, I'm so glad that they went to the FBS level. I'm, I'm happy for them. Hey, let me ask you, how many professional football leagues have you played in? Can you rattle them all off for us quickly? Um been in a couple of NFL training camps, uh, the USFL, the MLFB, which is about, or another name for it, was the AAF, and Arena Football. Any, I've been in two different leagues with Arena Football. Did you enjoy Arena Football even more so than, let's say, your normal football game? I'm going to say it's a different game, but it's a fun experience. So what are you it's doing now, Trey? to watch. What are you doing these days? These days, uh, football-wise, I took the year off. I just had a newborn daughter. She's rough, she's about four months now, and I'm spending as much time with her as possible. And I'm currently uh, building – I've been building up my resume for – this is my fourth, you know, third year coaching now. Uh, I'm now a defensive coordinator at Destin High School. And I've previously, uh, I previously coached at Spanish Fort and Niceville High School as well. But um, now, currently, like I said, I'm the defense coordinator at Destin High School and get pre getting prepared for a game tonight myself. Who are you playing tonight? So tonight we play a team out of Niceville, Florida called Rocky Bayou. Uh, hey, man, I, I got it. First of all, congratulations on uh, on on the da your daughter. And I, I was feeling bad that we were calling to wake you up early. But between having a four-month-old and, and, and a D.C. job, you've probably been up longer than we have today. Man, I've been up since four thirty already. <laughs> <laughs> Trey, what is That's, it like? This, okay. is, this is uh, this is the perks of uh, like what I, being a student of the game. I like to call myself because I'm always learning stuff, no matter if it's new or old. And football, football is football at the end of the day. And there's always things that you can learn each and every day from other people, other like even kids that play the game and older guys and vets and stuff like that. So, I mean, I just get up rocking and rolling and just, I like to, I'm a fo I'm a football fanatic, honestly. I mean, even when I watch football, I study it and diagnose and break everything down while the play is going on. So let me ask you this. When, you know, in high school, you know how most, well, the overview is that high school kids know it all. You can't tell them anything. So what's it like being a defensive coordinator? The kids respond well to your coaching? Truth be told, I think I'm uh, I'm bringing a new concept of coaching, kind of, uh, to with the kids because I feel I feel like you know football is a game. It's just like any other sport. The game evolves every single year, and things continually progress. 
and you gotta and you can't get stuck in the past, you know. And it's I, I've never, you know, what I'm saying I, I love being a defensive coordinator. I love being a young defensive coordinator. Like I'm only 25. A lot of these kids are 18. Some are I got a couple 19 year olds on this team. And in hindsight and perspective, I'm not much older than these guys, but I'm bringing a classic old school feel that hard-nosed, physical, blue-collar work ethic with a new, modernized evolution of the game. Like, everything is faster. You have to be able to make different reads at the same time. You know, you got to be able to allow the kids and players to be individuals as themselves as well because no matter no matter what you do, I mean, kids are going to be kids, and they're going to do what they want to do to an extent. I mean, even as coaches, they're going to find little loopholes and gray areas to try to break those rules. And for me, I don't want to put that burden on the kids at a young age. I want to teach them, realistically, I want to teach them the concepts of football. I don't want to hand them a playbook and be like, this is the only playbook you know. And I feel like it, when coaches do that to kids, especially if you have a, a kid that can go play at the next level, if you don't teach the kid concepts of football, you're not doing that kid a lot of justice because he may be behind when he gets to the next level. But if you can go ahead and get him a head start – that's better. Why not? So Trey, for me, it's, like I said, man, just, I'm just trying to make the game better and help the kids at a young age and pass down my wisdom. Congratulations on the position and good luck to you. And someday we'll be talking to you maybe as a head football coach, maybe in this area, which would be great. We'll see. Maybe. But I appreciate it. Thank you. That's great. That's Trey Threat, former Spanish Fort defensive standout. You've heard the rest. Uh, a lot of leagues he's been in, two colleges, and now coaching. Uh, so coming up here on the show, we're into our Miller Lite Golf Report coming up here. Uh, Chase Smith's going to rejoin us in hour number three. We'll get a preview of tonight's game. Uh, we'll do some SEC picks. Pigskin Pete's uh, Pick'em's Contest is a go. We gave them a one-week head start because, well, we're we're him. But the leader is Bill Golf. He is six and one. The winner of said contest will get two tickets to the SEC championship game in Atlanta in December. So we have seven games for you to pick straight up for college and three NFL. We'll share those with you guys coming up. In fact, I'll put them in the app. You guys should have a chance to do a little homework. Those guys in the afternoon and, and, and pigskin show, they got all day once the once the word's out what the games are. You should be given that same opportunity. We'll come back. We'll wrap up hour number two next right here on the sports station. It's the Dr. Chris Ramonek High School Game Day. Stay with us. This is George Pada, bench coach of the Houston Astros, and you're listening to WNFT. Got the DeLorean, the flux capacitor going. Hour number two of the Dr. Chris Ramonex High School Game Daily. All right, before we get to John Ricchetti, a reminder that the Jags, they're on the road tomorrow, but they'll be back home a week from Saturday against Central Michigan. Get your tickets at usajaguars.com slash 
tickets. Let's talk some golf in a little while, maybe, with uh, John Ricchetti. Uh, John with the Miller Lite Golf Report. I uh, believe the uh, pros are getting ready, uh, are out there on the course these days. John, are you with us this morning? Yeah, Lee, I'm with you this morning. And, yes, you're correct. The PGA Tour back in action after a two-week uh, layoff as they are at the Fortnite Championship and. Even though uh, first-round leader, first round leader uh, Lucas Aber shot a 9-under par 63, but the big storyline of the tournament and making all the headlines is Justin Thomas, uh, who is, uh, you know, possibly some people questionable Ryder Cup pick uh, by Captain Zach Johnson, but uh, he ended up firing a 3-under par 69. Looked pretty good yesterday. Had four birdies, one bogey. Uh, he sits at three under par, six shots back from Lucas Haber. Also, our own Mobile's Robbie Shelton, three under par, 69. Good, solid start by uh, Robbie Shelton uh, as he tries his players. They got seven events in the fall series, so a lot of people can ask me how this is going to work going into 2024 because the PGA Tour has now moved to a calendar season instead of the wraparound season, so... Uh, we got the top 50 guys off the FedEx Cup are fully exempt. Uh, now they'll play the top 125 after after the seven fall events. We'll have their PGA Tour card to start the 2024 season. So Robbie Shelton needs to, uh, he's in good shape, but just needs to continue to play solid golf, and he should be fully exempt again next year on the PGA Tour. Also, they BMW Championship, the marquee event on the European Tour. Uh, all 12 European player, Ryder Cup players in the field. Rory McIlroy, uh, obviously the big name in this field. He shot an even par 72, and he's scheduled to tee off here momentarily. So the PGA Tour back in action and uh, at the Fortnite Championship. We'll keep it on that. Just good to see that the Tour is back up and running and uh, we'll have a full report come Monday. All right, Johnny, we appreciate it, and we'll be back in touch with you Monday. Keep them driving. Have a great we'll see weekend, you later. guys. You bet. All right, we got some time if y'all want to jump in at 694-1055. Spent a lot of time talking about Colorado and Colorado State. Uh, Nick Saban did his, uh, did his appearance on Pat McAfee. Lee was not overly impressed with the line of questioning, <laughs> I think would be an understatement. I think you're right about that. Like I said, I, I kind of liken it. It looked like Nick was having a birthday party. You know, I've never seen him smile so long and so wide with that grin. And he came on, I guess it was about an hour into the show. And, you know, I was really looking forward to because, you know, all this stuff. Well, we're going to get to the, the Nick Saban you don't know about. You know, we're going to really delve into Nick Saban, and, you know, this is going to be so unlike any other. Well, no, it wasn't even close to that. Uh, Pat McAfee was so glowing. It was like he was introducing him like the greatest coach. But it wasn't just one time. It was several times the GOAT, the greatest coach ever. We're so glad to have him on. And sometimes he'd ask questions, and he'd answer them before Nick did. And they were all softball questions, at least stuff that I knew about. Maybe maybe some of the, obviously, the listeners outside of Alabama didn't know about it. Uh, the retirement stuff, that's so old anyway. Uh, you know, that just keeps coming up anyway, like it does with me and it does with Nick, you know. Cause, and he said, well, you're a little late on that. They've been retiring me for five years now. But uh, I watched it. I don't know if I'll watch it again. But like I said, the only thing missing was a birthday hat and a birthday cake. 
Well, you and I had a little bit different take on that. Uh, I agree. A lot of those, a lot of those questions, you, and you, you'll generally get that from the, the national me- media that doesn't follow you week in and week out. Like that was the first time he'd ever been to Tuscaloosa. So Pat McAfee raved about the atmosphere and all that. So I thought all that was cool. I did think it was interesting because he asked him about how he treats the the, the team after a loss. Uh, you know, because Pat was like, you know, we love it when you get all rat poison. Don't you know? You're, gets all upset, but he also. Pat told him, like, you generally do that after a win. How do you handle loss? And I thought Saban was – I thought it was kind of interesting about how he talked about there's a time to pat a guy on the butt, there's a time to kick one in a, a guy in the butt, and there's a time not to say anything at all, and it's important to understand that. And so I think he admitted he is softer than, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, after a loss than he is a win. And, and naturally you would think your natural reaction is you would tighten up the range, you'd get after it even more, and he does just the opposite. Now where I did think I think you got a good kick out of is during Hey Coach, which you heard on 92.1 Zoo, Pee Wee from Grand Bay, uh, who is always the first caller, jumped in to ask the first question, and Saban kind of turned the tables, and it was really kind of funny on this little mini rant. Take a listen to what Nick Saban had to say last night on 92.1 The Zoo. Coach, how are you, sir? Well, Pee-wee, I've been wanting to talk to you all week, man. I mean, we got to firm up the pocket. <laughs> We're setting too soft. We're getting pushed back in the middle. All right, everybody thinks we can't hold up against the blitz, but they're sacking us with four-man rush, one three-man rush. Only one sack came off of a pressure, so I wanted to ask you what the hell's going on. <laughs> well, I believe you covered it all right there, Coach. Yeah, I mean, he, he he left Pee Wee a little speechless there. But, again, it shows kind of that softer side. He looks very – sounds very relaxed uh, these days. So I guess I'm asking you guys, is, is that the is that the version of Saban you want right now? As far as interviewing Saban, and I said this earlier, the only one who's really gone outside the edge is Dan Patrick. When he gets him on, he'll, he'll go outside the box – and gets responses that you don't hear. And that's what I thought McAfee was going to do, but it didn't happen. Uh, you know, you mentioned about, you know, I've, I've heard that many, the few times that Alabama's lost, that Nick is a lot easier on the players than he is, you know, after a win, because after a win, it's a lot easier to pick the faults and so forth, but he may get on them like that Monday and so forth. Um, again, not being at practice, you don't know if he's really softened that much, or I don't think he's let up on his coaching. I still think he's very animated as a coach out there. I don't, I couldn't comment on the fact that what he's like in the locker room, never having been there, or actually the people we get on haven't been there otherwise. It appears that it's a lot softer these days, and we've talked about that, that he has softened a bit from the early years. All right, so what would you, if you were Pat, what would you have asked him since you weren't thrilled with the line of questions? What, what would you have asked him? Well, that's, I can't answer that because I don't, again, not having that opportunity, if it was me as a reporter, you'd probably ask him about the South Florida game. But, to, but if I'm going to say I'm going to ask him stuff and get you to know the, the Nick Saban that you don't know, I'd probably ask Nick to give me some questions because he was the only one that, you know, when he was up there at the SEC Media Days about the music that he listens to and stuff like that. That's what I thought that this was all about. All right. To delve into his, get a story from him, to talk about stuff that, you know, you don't hear about. We hear about all the stuff about the game day and all that kind of stuff. All right. So you are being critical of Pat McAfee for not knowing what questions to ask, but you, who covers Alabama every day... 
wouldn't know what to ask him in that same situation. The questions no, are terrible, but I don't know what questions I would ask. Yeah, because you're, the, here's the deal, Mark. You're, you're, but I don't have a show with Nick Saban. I didn't come on and say, this is going to be so different than anybody else. You're going to hear stuff from, I'm not, I didn't say that. I'm not in that position. If I was, I would probably have to go, you know, think about it outside the box, maybe something in his West Virginia days, bring up stuff that people just don't know about. See, I think the key to a good question is leaving it open-ended. So I would say, Nick Saban, what do you say to the people that think you're slipping? And then he has to say what he would say to those people that said that I'm just the messenger yeah, you're in the between. Messenger. What, how would you... What was your reaction to the reaction to your daughter's criticism of fans who were criticizing you? She went on social media. She's been very vocal in the past. Do you like that kind of thing? There's two. Yeah, and again, that's stuff that we follow during the week. But as far as, again, getting to know the Nick Saban outside of football, that's what I thought they were going to do. So maybe that could be your question then. What's the Nick Saban like outside of football? See? How's, how's the relationship going with Terry? Oh, well, you know, we, uh... <laughs> who we really runs the household? What was that song that so who said? <laughs> does, she, does she dress you in the morning? Does she tell you what hey to now. wear or not to wear? Does she say, well, you know, button up your collar or so forth and like that? And, and Nick, we know you have a couple of car dealerships. What kind of car do you like to drive to work? Seriously, have you ever, you went to, here's another question. You went to Italy, yeah, you visited the Ferrari plant. Have you ever driven a Ferrari? Do you want to drive a Ferrari? How fast have you ever driven? How fast have you gone in Tuscaloosa? See, there we go. There's another one. On a good day, I like to push maybe 45. I thought he was pushing P there. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, but you remember remember when Dan Patrick brought up with, with Nick, and when he's had him on, I really do listen. He really fu- gets into the, the nitty-gritty when he came out with that comment about the nuts or something like that. Here, how about, how about this? What did Steve Sarkeesian do better than you on Saturday? He had uh, Quinn Ewers and, quarterback. And in that in that answer, he probably come up with a pretty funny response. Would be like, uh, he won, right? Like, I, yeah. I think he can deflect. And I think if you get him to deflect, that's where the entertainment value comes. Or was Steve Sarkeesian your best offensive coordinator ever? There you go. Oh, you see, you know, you're getting it. A, it took you 12 minutes, but here <laughs> we go. Right. See, and that I, generates the content. But I have never come across and said. I have Nick Saban on a one-on-one. I'm going to ask him stuff like that's never been asked before. Here's one. Has he? Tr- I've been dying to know. Has he tried the little Dubby oatmeal pie ice cream? Bingo. There you go. Well, Hour number three is on the way. Maybe it's Pat a Dr. McAfee get in touch with game us. Day. Get in touch us? With yeah. you, what? Get well, his, me or Nick. I don't know about you. Let's get Saban on this show and let's grill him. Good cop, bad cop, dumb cop. You pick which one is which. (laughs) (laughs) Stay with us. Plenty left. This is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all-sports radio station, 105.5 FM, WNSP, and on the Sound of Mobile app. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Hine, Lee Shervanian, and Michael Brauner. The opening kickoff. kickoff. Here are Mark, Lee, and Michael. 
Ladies and gentlemen, here we are, hour number three. Thanks for hanging with us on our Dr. Christopher Monix High School game day. Mark and Lee in Air Sports One. We're on the campus of Spanish Fort. Mark, two things really stood out to me, and the Eagles win over the Vikings yesterday, 34-28. to Jalen Hurts had a decent game with a touchdown pass and two rushing. But here's the thing. The Eagle fa Eagles, Philadelphia, the brotherly love, they've had their reputation of booing. So the Eagles are coming off a Super Bowl appearance, right? They win the opening game on the road against the Patriots. Twelve minutes into the game last night, the fans are booing their own team. I mean, they haven't even lost the game this year. Twelve minutes into the game. The other thing, during the offseason... The, there were a lot of running backs complaining about how they weren't treated contract-wise like they should, how the running game was supposedly so irrelevant that running backs weren't relevant anymore. So the Eagles last night rushed 48 times in the game, almost 260 yards, compared to the Vikings' 28 yards on about nine carries. And this guy, DeAndre Swift, who barely touched the ball in game one, had 175 yards yesterday. Uh, yesterday. I think he played for the Lions last year. Had uh, uh, a couple of uh, the touchdown that put the game out of reach. So those were the two things but, uh, that stood out. By the out. way, I can tell you where, where DeAndre Swift didn't play, and that would be in my fantasy football lineup because he was on, yes, my bench. So, yes, Do you have yes, him on your team? Mistakes were made. By you. Yes. It but was a calculated uh, see, I've always, miscalculation. I've always, I, I know in the era of the passing game, you know, people rave about passing and all these yards and everything. So Cousins, he threw for a lot of yards. He threw 44 passes, but they don't win. And teams, push comes to shove, defense and having that running game, especially late in the game. There was a, early in the first, I guess it was in the first quarter, where the Eagles had the ball for 15 plays, most of them, maybe all of them, I can't remember if they're all running plays, and they just took it down the throw to Minnesota, and then they get to the goal line, and that line, that where they way to line up, and they just push Jalen Hurts over the line. It's really something to see, and there's nothing the officials can do about it, but for the Eagles, uh, they go 2-0 in Minnesota, 0-2. Uh, by the way, the Saints, as you know, we're the Saints station. They don't play again until Monday, so we'll carry that game on Monday night. So you night. like the tush push? Is that, is that yeah, what you're saying? You're a big works. fan of the tush push? I'm not a big fan if Breaking it works. Breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Lee is the fan of the tush push. I'm saying if it works, it, it's okay. I'm a fan of anything that works, and it does work for the Eagles because they have a very good offensive line. Remember when we covered the uh, uh, the Senior Bowl Hall of Fame, Lane Johnson? That's right came down here and we talked to him and he's he's a mainstay on that offensive line uh high school st paul's got a win over murphy and tonight we've got the greer's market game of the week number one ranked saraland against spanish fort so do you like the name tush push better than the bush push Oh, it's yeah. The push push. Yeah, that's when that's the Reggie. USC, when they push Reggie, Reggie across yeah. the line. Uh, I don't really Notre care. Dame. Yeah, you, you, you come up with any name you want. If it works, it's okay. As long as it, the officials don't call well, you. Well, when you use both of them in the same sentence, we gotta, we, I think we have to start wondering if we're even talking about football anymore. But Yeah, I just, I, I just look at it. It's a <laughs> touchdown from inside the one-yard line. However it's done, fine. I don't get into terminology. I don't care about all that stuff. Push the tush, push the bush. It's Whatever. all the same to leave. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I get even tired of people telling them when they call me and I answer and it's like, oh, sorry, that was the 
Tush. Butt dial. Butt, you, yeah, the butt dial. Lee is the, pushed him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lee, uh, Lee is the king of the butt dial. Uh, although you don't actually do no, it I don't. with your butt, which makes no. it that much more I know, impressive. I never, just, I, I, never, um, <laughs> I never put it in the back pocket. I've never understood why people do that, but I never carry the phone in the back pocket. Never have, never will. All right. All right. Point you want to do flag in the ground on that? That's right. That's a hill he'll die on right there. I like it. Uh, you you know what? what? You want to do some picks? All right, Michael. We're calling an audible here. We're calling an audible. The first person. To get Michael on the phone right now will be the opening kickoffs representative this week in our Pigskin Pete Pickums. Come up with another P. Prize. Prize package. package. <laughs> Promo. Uh, we do this every year with Pigskin. He is very uh, gracious to donate two tickets to the SEC championship game. Here's how it works there's seven games. That we're gonna call, we're gonna pick straight up every week. The the listener with the best record at the end of the year wins. Now, there's a caveat to this: if you tie the best record from the week prior, you automatically take over the top spot. It's not my rule. It's Pigskin's tickets, Pigskin's rules. So if Nick, for instance, went six and one last week. And Lee goes six and one this week. Lee is the new leader. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we'll pick four college games and three NFL games straight up. And if you get Michael on the phone right now and get and you get queued up, you'll come on the air with us. You'll make the picks. Not only are you representing yourself and your family, it's much bigger than that. You're representing the opening kickoff. You're representing everything that is good about sports talk radio here in Mobile. So with that opportunity comes tremendous, tremendous responsibility. Sure. (laughs) Really selling it. (laughs) All right. So who who do we have on the line with us uh, this morning? Trey. Hey, Trey. uh, Welcome to the opening kickoff, sir. How are you? I'm well. Is this Domino's Pizza? Yes, exactly. How many? Because uh, everybody wants a nice pie at eight fifteen in the morning. Uh, all right, Trey. Here we go. We have seven games straight up. Number one in college is South Alabama, Oklahoma State. Straight up, who you got? Uh, you know, I got to take South. Well, thanks for playing. Uh, Syracuse at Purdue. Trey, what do you got? <laughs> uh, let's go Purdue. All right, take that to the Fighting Shervanians. And this is all Can- straight up no point spread. That is correct. That is correct. Kansas State at Missouri. Mm, Missouri. Missouri. I was going to say that pizza is going to get there before you're done, Trey. Uh, Tennessee at Florida. <laughs> uh, Tennessee, but it's going to be super close. All right. Well, you get extra anchovies if you're right with the specifics there. In the NFL, we have Green Bay at Atlanta. Oh, I hate Atlanta, so let's go Green Bay. I love where your head's at on that. I really do. Saints at Panthers. That's a Monday night game. Uh, Even though I wasn't terribly impressed by the Saints offense, go Saints. You and I are like, we're, we're, we're... 
we are speaking the same language. I mean, if you were to go undefeated and win after this week, I would not complain. Finally, we have Cleveland at Pittsburgh. That's the other Monday night game, a little doubleheader. Ooh, 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 that's a tough one. Uh, let's go uh, Pittsburgh after they got embarrassed. I think they're going to come back. All right, Trey, we got you south. Purdue, Missouri, Tennessee, Green Bay, New Orleans, and Pittsburgh. Uh, Trey, stay who on is, the line. Make who sure. is South playing? Just let me ask that one more time. At Oklahoma State. <laughs> I'm still going to go South. What the hell? Uh, okay. South Alabama. Uh, hey, I love the confidence. As misguided as it may be, I love the confidence. Hey, stay on the line, Trey. We appreciate you calling. Uh, best of luck. Let make sure Michael got all your information, and uh, we'll be in touch, hopefully. Okay, hopefully, hopefully I represent y'all well, sir. We set a very high standard here on the opening kickoff. I mean, after Clearly. all, uh, Nick jumped on with us. So. Yeah, that really raised the uh, status of the show. You know, I try. He, he ain't even looking at us. He's got a backboard out the window. Us. Like, that's how important it is. I'm asserting my dominance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so let's do this. Since we have our picks, what do you think, by the way? You think he's got a shot at being 6-1 and one or better with those picks? Absolutely not. I'm wow. with Lee on that one. <laughs> oh, we all get along. Trey, you've, you've united all of us here at WNSP. Well done. Trey, if, if you go 7-0, and oh, get your Domino's pizza. Well, he's only got to <laughs> yeah. go 6-1, and one, and he's, it's good as gold, so... Um, Why does he only have to go six and one? Because the leader is six and one. But what happens when the next guy goes seven and zero? You're assuming that somebody will go seven and zero. But I'm just saying, It'll in happen. the short term. Okay. Okay. We argue about the well. I think things. it's better to go seven and zero than six and one. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. <laughs> Can we get a breaking news sounder here? Lee dropping knowledge. You're just bitter because he won against Syracuse, the Fighting no, Trevanians. You think I care? Yes, that's Th your alma mater. I don't care. Cares Look, about anything. You think I care if all of you pick against? What? Are you, I'm going to lose sleep over that's that. That's your whole thing. You don't. Sleep you always at say all. Mark you went there. It's your school. That's your school that he's he's disrespecting, Lee. That doesn't bother me. Come what on. Are you talking you're about the one with the Syracuse S on your forearm, the tattoo. I, I can't even believe We know this you wear long sleeves and you cover it up. <laughs> you think I worry about what you say about Syracuse or you say about Syracuse? Doesn't bother me one bit. Right, I'm hurt because you put me in the same the same, same sentence as, as, as All right. Nick. Uh, do you think I care what Nick and Michael Brawner say about no, Syracuse? No, I don't think you care at all. I don't. It I think you nothing. should, but you don't. No, it means nothing. I, mean, I do think it's odd that the mascot is a fruit. <laughs> Let's be honest. Vitamin C. <laughs> Lee, when you were being a, an in-depth journalist up there, did you did you fight to change that? No. Um, let me tell you something. Good answer. Very briefly, <laughs> Syracuse. Syracuse football was relevant 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock. The rest of the week, it was Giants and Jets at Syracuse. And wow. so now what's relevant up there? I couldn't tell you. I haven't been there in a long time. Oh, we talked so much about it. I figured you just kind of had your finger on no, the pulse I don't. up there. I don't. When's the last time you visited... The uh, the homeland. <laughs> Syracuse? Yes. Uh, they played, uh, we played, South Alabama played Syracuse in an NIT game back, I don't remember the year, 2008, 7, something like that. John Pelfrey, I think that was his last year here, and that's when I visited it. Did you roll up in the orange body paint? Like, I was, let's go! Uh, I was actually shocked. It was March and the sun was out. That never happened when I was up there. It was always snow and cold and bitter. Oh, I thought we you were, were saying it was in black and white. No, it was uh, 
it, and I had never been to the Carrier Dome, and I didn't even realize it was tucked in the middle of campus because I always had to go to Manley Fieldhouse, which was about a half a mile away, and carry equipment to do games. Uphill in the snow, half a mile. Like Abraham Lincoln, he had to walk five miles to go to school. And you know that because I read a book. Well, that's that's a I read it <laughs> in a book. In a book. I like yeah, to break a right. mental sweat. <laughs> you know, every now and then. When you when you when Would you, you were in Syracuse, did you take a stroll down memory lane, go to the old house, place where you used to play stickball, where y'all used to uh, throw jacks Frisbee, in the alleyway, where the girl fell out of the uh, fraternity house, the, the underage girl. Yeah, the underage girl fell out of the fraternity. <laughs> hey, let me show you exactly where she fell. <laughs> All I can say is it was. Oh, the imprint in the bush is still there. Yeah, it's yeah. a good thing it wasn't I, concrete. I, we really need to get that woman on the show. That's That would be fascinating. There's probably some sort of witness protection program yeah. that she's in. We wouldn't be able to find I her. Don't th- I don't think Lee can legally say her name on the air. <laughs> yeah. What uh, our name? Are we, we going to ditch the yes, scoreboard this no, point? No, we got scoreboard. It's sponsored. All right, scoreboard. Scoreboard traffic and weather sponsored are next. Sponsored by here. Nick Wiggins. That's right. That dude ain't got two cents to rub together. Why do you think he's here with us this morning? Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's do that. I like Atlanta over Green Bay. I do, too. I think people are overhyping Jordan yeah. Love a little bit. I think Chicago just sucks. Right. I like Atlanta. Defense look good. Me, too. Me, too. Look at that. Disrespecting Green Bay. Continue with your comments Those in the app. cheese heads. Back after this. <laughs> My name is Robert Brazil. I'm from the class of 2018 Pro Football Hall of Fame. You're listening to WNSP. All right, it's 826. Welcome back in. A short segment here. We went a little long. That's okay. Uh, it's a Dr. Christopher Molnick's high school game day right here from Spanish Fort. Yeah, former South Alabama group leader, Chase Smith. He was in charge of the trips, right? Remember those days? Yeah, and then he uh, head coach Robertsdale, head coach at Orange Beach, mm-hmm. and now at Spanish Fort. What happens if tonight's game with Sarah Lane gets to be a shootout? Well, I think that just like any game we go into and we've got our game plans and we've got our our thoughts that we're going to attack them with and we'll go with the flow of the game and who's hot and, and go with the game plan. I ask that because it appears to me, and I'm not that close to the program, that mm-hmm. defense right now is the priority here. I mean, it's the defense is ahead of the offense, it appears to me. Well, I think, you know, uh, we've had, obviously we've had a, Two weeks ago, had a real big scoring session there, so that the offense is coming together real well. We've got a couple younger guys on offense, but they're coming together and getting that experience. And you know, that's what you want to see in a season, week in, week out, is continually progressing. You don't want to take a step back or just get flatlined there. So, continually progressing, just like you would if you started fall camp. So, uh, I think we're doing that. And defense, obviously, yeah, like you said, is playing well. Special teams has been good for us this year. Uh, so we're just continuously looking to improve every week. Do you like where this team is at this point in the season? We always talk about the most improvement is between week one and mm-hmm. week two. So are, are you seeing that arc in your season at this point? Yeah, I am. I, and, and, you know, it's the way the schedule falls, too. Schedules fall different ways and things sure. like that. But I think that, uh, yeah, I, we're continuously pressing and, and and seeing improvement out of overall the three phases of the game, but also individuals in their, in their positions. 
Uh, and like I said, some of the guys who didn't have as much experience are getting that experience at different looks and different phases. So just continue to press that. When the uh, broadcasters come on, now obviously it's going to be on WNSP tonight, and, and they look to keys to the game. If you were an analyst, what would be the keys for Spanish for tonight? Well, you know, so I think that uh, controlling, just like really, honestly, we have our keys to victory that we talk about. And number one in high school football to me is controlling the run game, controlling the clock, keeping our offense, sustaining drives, and a couple of those long drives. Uh, and then just stifling their uh, explosive plays. You know, I think the team that has the more explosive plays, uh, and they, they've had a lot of them this year. So I think defensively is keeping everything in front of you, uh, keeping them, uh, make them earn every down, every yard, and, and eliminate the uh, explosive plays, and then take care of the football. We've got to take care of the football. Can you do what the Eagles did last night, a 15-play drive, most of it on the ground? Yeah, Can yeah, that's that? the goal. That's the goal. Yeah, I saw a little bit of that. Yeah. They're, they're doing really well on the ground, aren't they? I mean, who runs the football 48 times in an NFL game these days? Now, Appar Apparently anybody yeah. that plays Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's hard to do, I'll tell you that, but that's that's impressive. They, they, they do a good job you with the run game. You're going to hang with us for a few yeah. more minutes? Yeah. All right, here. we're going to take a short break here. We'll come right back to Dr. Chris Ramonix High School Game Day from Spanish Ford High School right here on the Sports Station WNSP and WNSP.com. Seven times a day Where the people laugh and children play Oh, I'm in love with Chick-fil-A All right, 832 here. You didn't think we forgot about you guys. It's time for your chance at some fried deliciousness right here on the sports station, WNSP and WNSP.com. Ten victories this century for Auburn in which the Tigers scored no more than 14 points. Ooh, you had 14 last week, huh? So mm -hmm. it was good for you. Mm -hmm. 14 points after a 14 <laughs> to 10 win over California. The only program in the nation with more victories scoring 14 or fewer points since 2000 is fill in the blank and you get the Chick-fil-A. Wow. All right. Call Bronner at 694-1055. It's our Dr. Christopher Monix High School game day. want to thank some folks for making this happen. Our good friend Kenneth Morgan, our Allstate agent. Uh, of course, Green and Phillips. The fine folks at the Orthopedic Group. A shout-out to David Morris and QB Country. Thanks for coming on and supporting high school athletics. And, of course, the Mobile County Sheriff's Department and Coastal Alabama. A uh, reminder to support the folks that support your kids. Chase Smith sitting in with us. So let's get back to tonight's biggie in the 6A and a game that always goes a long way to determine who maybe finishes first in a very difficult 6A Region 1. Yeah, absolutely. This is a huge test for us. We're up for it. I'm excited to watch our kids play tonight. Big big test in region play, obviously, and uh, we're at home. going to be a great atmosphere. You talked about stopping their explosive plays. Take that a step further. Well, I mean, you know, they, they've got a lot of uh, firepower and speed on the edges and receivers, and they've got a, a good run game, a lot of offensive lines, physical and, and good size. So uh, that equates to, you know, you can have your explosive plays on the edge, you can have your misdirection plays and right up the gut. So uh, really, again, just keeping everything in front of you, rallying to the ball. We've got to take great angles and fly to the football and, be, have you know, really do a great job tackling, getting guys down. So if there's a big play from Spanish Fort, what might that be? 
Who's, yeah, we'll who's, who's in charge of the explosive? In the Department of Explosive Plays, yeah. who's the guy to watch? Uh, well, you know, we've, we've got some guys playing well right now. Our quarterback, uh, Schamberger, uh, Aiden Schamberger's playing well, and he's got the wheels to go. And then we've got a, a two-headed monster in the backfield with Drew Williamson who was on earlier and, and, and uh, Sawyer Wilson that, that can take it to the house just like last week at any given time. And then we've got some really good guys playing on the outside with Gabe Myers with some great speed and, and Justin Bonner. Uh, and big tight end type body, uh, Chandler Wilson's doing a great job. So we've got some weapons there that, that can find themselves uh, making those plays when called on. Where'd you get the uh, idea about not so much the walkthrough, which mm -hmm. they're going to do soon, right, after breakfast? Done. They, yeah, we already did it. But in a tie and, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, all dressed up and everything like that? Yeah, well, what you're talking about, yeah, I got it from the program, right? That's where we Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, when they're I, in the, in the yeah. ballroom of the hotel. I didn't even really think about that, but, yeah, that's kind of kind of what it looks like there. But, yeah, I mean, we, we've been doing that. That's been a kind of thing ever since, you know, as, as far back as I can remember is getting the team together, uh, having a little devotion, having some breakfast, getting food in them, and then, and then locking in on our, our game plan. When you were in charge of the Jag trips, did they travel in tie and jacket? Do you remember? Uh, no, we uh, warm-up suits. reason mm -hmm. I say that because I was listening to one of the shows, and now when they charter, they, they're going out to Stillwater, Oklahoma State. Mm -hmm. Now mm -hmm. they go out and they get the, the, the players' suits and everything, or jackets, nice, and they yeah. go out in tie and jacket and so yeah. forth. So. Yeah, we've kind of done both. I've been a part of both. It's whatever your preference is. You know, some guys want the guys to be loose and, you know, longer trips. I get it, too. You know, you're on a plane, on a bus, and be comfortable. And I think what Stallings was known for all that, the business trip and uh, suit and tie. And that's kind of the cool thing here is just a little thing you don't think about. But I've had so many people go, you know, they got pictures of their son and dad, t you know, teaching them how to tie a tie and things like that. So you don't think about those things. But, yeah, it's whatever your preference is. Who's your offensive coordinator? Justin Thomas. It also does our uh, offensive line, does a heck of a job for us. Okay, and uh, as far as his, let's say, niche in calling, mm -hmm. he calls the plays, I assume, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Do you help mm -hmm. out at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, get to, I, try to, I try to put my two cents in when I can on the right way, but you know how it is. It's, uh, but, yeah, I, I, uh, and, and I've had, you know, uh, guys in the past have been a walk-around coach and things like that, a CEO kind of deal, and that's, that's great. i got to. Have my have my touch on it and, and coach some guys up and have my release there. I, I just love kids, love coaching, love being around kids, getting better and developing. Are you more offense or defense? Offense, offense, yeah. Okay, so I've done both in my career, but I've been primarily offense, and I'm offense here. All right. So as we look ahead to tonight's game, um, and I've already asked you, you know, if it gets to be a shootout, but. Mm -hmm. You'd prefer like what you did last week, a 14 to 13 type of game. Would that benefit you more? If you could possibly hold Saraland under 20 points? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think when you've got a, a, a team that has prolific and puts up a lot of points, yeah, that would be the first thing is is a low scoring affair. Uh, and, I, you know, our defense playing well and, and, and stifling them and keeping them, like I said, from explosive plays and then get them off the field. Best defense is uh, when we're on offense. Yeah, so that, that <laughs> actually leads me to my, my next question because as, as good as your defense has been, and it's mm -hmm. been stellar to mm -hmm. this point, when you talk about an offense going into a game like this, do you try to play a little keep away or do you just try to do what you do? We kind of talked about this now in our morning. Do you just kind of do that or do you, or do you try to just – ground and pound and kind of move the chains and keep the ball out of their hands. Yeah, I mean, I think you've got some some wrinkles and some and some things that you work on that you think will be good for this game and this opponent, but I think you can't get too far away from who you are and keep developing that, you know, uh, and have the kids be comfortable in the game plan there. But, yeah, I mean, there's different scenarios where you want to play fast, pace, you know, control the time of possession and, and control the uh, field position and things like that. I think that's, that's good football. Yeah, I love that you use – 
your best defense or your best offense. I, I use it yeah. always. Your yeah. best offense is is defense, like yeah. in basketball. But yeah. the, reverse the reverse is true yeah. in football, and I yeah. love that. Has anybody been able to stop your pass rushers this year? Keep. Uh, uh, they've done a heck of a job. I mean, those those guys, you know, working really hard. I love their mindset. Uh, you know, they're really, really, really mature uh, high school football players. Uh, you know, as far as just uh, their craft, working on their craft, and, and coming together, and, and really having great practices, and the effort and the motor there. So, uh, they've been doing a really good job. It's been paying off for them. Do you want to help us pick some games this week? Sure. I don't know how good I'll be, but I, oh, <laughs> I hadn't even seen a game this year yet. But don't I, worry yeah, about it. Doesn't matter. Yeah, we'll get it. I'll hop in there. And we'll not come back to haunt you, believe me. <laughs> All right, let's go around the horn. LSU's the first game. That'll be on WNSP Radio at 1030, the pregame. LSU goes to Starkville. Hey, Joey's up there. Yeah. And yeah. Steve Campbell's up there, yeah, the former yeah, coaches. Yeah. Uh, LSU's a nine-and-a-half-point pick. Who should we go with? I hadn't seen Mississippi State at all, but I think uh, last week LSU really bounced back, didn't they? Grambling, yeah, they beat them pretty good. Yeah, well, great. Okay, I, I'll go LSU. Uh, I think this game is probably going to be closer than most people think. I think LSU yeah. wins this ball game, but I don't, I don't think they cover that number. It's kind of a big number for me. I'm going to go with Mississippi State and yeah. because I, I would take them straight up, but I, I'm with Mark on this. Uh, they won't cover. I, that, yeah. that doesn't, that doesn't uh, I'm not sure they're going to cover. All right. Kansas State at Missouri. We had the uh, listener called in and took Missouri. I think he took Missouri on this one Can uh, during picks and Pete's picks. But uh, Kansas State's a four-point favor. Hmm. Yeah, I, I've, I've, I've seen a little bit of Cal. We'll go Kansas State cover. Yeah, Missouri's offensive line just isn't very good. Yeah. Uh, it's allowing too many sacks. Kansas State's going to bring a defensive front, front that's going to take advantage of that. I like Kansas State to win this game. Yeah. I like Kansas State. I hope Missouri wins a few games because I like Drinkowitz staying yeah. in the SEC, but if he yeah. doesn't, uh, that, that could be a telling point. Alabama, I hope I read this right. Maybe you can check it out for me. I have Alabama as a 33-point pick over South Florida on the road in Tampa. Mm. Does that sound right? Uh, that probably sounds right. I can be checking it while you guys right. are breaking yeah, down you go the latest line here. Chase, you give me the uh, the Ooh. analysis. I know nothing about South Florida. I think I think uh, you said 33 point. I think it is, unless I misread it. it could nah, have been no 20. I, let's go. I'll go. Lighting I'm not going to go against Lighting Alabama. in my room yeah. is not that great. It could have been 23 <laughs> or 33. Uh, yeah. I'll go Alabama. I'm not going to go against Alabama. You're going to go Alabama? Yeah. All right. Were you disappointed? That's a big. Were you disappointed on last week? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, this, I mean, and I didn't get a chance to really watch it, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> but they'll bounce back. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously Alabama's going to name its score right here. Uh, I think the more interesting story within the story is how does he handle the quarterbacks. Uh, obviously, we're going to mm -hmm. see multiple quarterbacks. I think most people think Buckner will be the second guy off. And, and if look, if he plays well and does the little things that, that Saban's always talking about, I mean, I think that storyline continues to be an issue moving forwardly, but obviously Alabama's going to take care of business. I, they will. I got them, too. All right, uh, Georgia, they're home against South Carolina. That's a game that we're going to carry on WNSP right after the LSU game. Georgia is a 27-and-a-half-point pick over South Carolina. Yeah. I'll go Georgia. Go Georgia. I mean, that's a big big spread, but I'll go Georgia. Yeah, I think South Carolina's going to make some plays here, but it won't be enough. I mean, Georgia's offensive and defensive lines will flex their muscles here on South Carolina and get it done. You know, this is South Carolina, after getting beat by North Carolina, and they came into the season with high hopes. I I don't think, I know they're not going to, I say they're not going to win. I think they've got to try be competitive in this game or else, because all the fanfare and the hoopla from last year about Shane Beamer mm -hmm. kind of going to drift away mm -hmm. if, if they get beat bad. 
but I'm going to go with the Bulldogs, too. They're at home. We'll see how strong they really are. They've won two games against meaningless opponents, so we'll get a better view tomorrow. Another one of these wipeout games, although I'm kind of rooting for the other team. ULM at Texas A&M. Texas A&M, a 36-and-a-half-point pick over Terry Bowden and his group. That's right. He is out there. Yeah, yeah. the Warhawks. Yeah, I'll go right in him. Yeah, I, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot there. So this will be done by this will be over by halftime. Now you're look, overlooking the fact that ULM is two and zero and A and M's only one and one. Yeah, let me let me uh, let me rephrase. Let me rescind my previous statement. This game will be over by the what first if, quarter. What if A and M does not win by more than thirty six and a half? I hope they don't. Vic Coning, a good buddy of mine that worked for me down in Beach, right? is DC. Is he there? Yeah, he's at, he's at ULM. And nothing will happen if they don't. I mean, that's the thing about these games. That's why I don't I don't I don't know why people mess with these huge spreads on games yeah. that don't matter. Because as a coach, you understand this, right? right. You're going to want to get guys in. You're going to try different stuff. It becomes a glorified scrimmage or practice, yeah. and you're not worried about the scoreboard. Yeah, you can't ever tell. So, do you think uh, A&M because of what happened last week? Did they just run it up on ULM just to, because? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, probably if did he you, has the opportunity. Did you do that? Did you in college? Did you sense that? We, we, I don't know if I ever really had a chance much. When we were yeah, building it up, but yeah, were we ever involved? Yeah, we, yeah. Were, we, we were, were one we, or two. Yeah, we were one or two. But no, I, I don't think I don't think it's about. I mean, at college, you got to understand. I mean, it is about scoring points and all those matter at that level and 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 votes and things like that. But at this level and at certain levels in college, it's about getting those guys game experience. You know, yeah. we, some guys may say, hey, let's blow this thing out. And some guys may say, hey, get my backup quarterback some experience, my backup running back, a backup line. So it's whatever you're trying to achieve. Chase Smith joining us uh, in this segment. All right, I'm going to go with Texas A&M. Uh, there is no, I have no line on Sanford Auburn. We're not going to waste our time with that game. Tennessee at Florida. Tennessee's a six and a half point pick. I think Florida's beaten them like nine times in a row down there in Gainesville, Chase. Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't think Tennessee will go off. I think the Gators' offensive line will give uh, Mertz a little time, but it won't be enough. I think that they'll have to put together way too many offensive mm-hmm. drives. Um, I think the Vols' defensive line comes out at the end, and they'll get back-to-back wins over the Gators. I like Tennessee. Vanderbilt at UNLV. This is where Petrino was for about a month, wasn't it, before <laughs> yeah. he went to Texas a yeah. <laughs> All right, UNLV at 1-1. One one. They're a four-and-a-half-point favorite over Vandy. Really? Must be playing well. Mm. I'm still going to go Vandy. I, I tend to agree with Coach here. I mean, we have the same taste in movies. We have the same taste in football <laughs> picks. I think uh, I think UNLV just doesn't have the guys. I think I think Vanderbilt gets this done. It's about time the SEC started beating these big, important games. Start yeah. flexing their yeah, muscles. Yeah, yeah flexing their muscles. Start getting beat. Like, yeah, I'll go uh, Vandy. All right, this is the one that kind of surprises me a bit. BYU at Arkansas. And unless I misread that, BYU's an eight-point pick over the uh, the Razorbacks. At, and Arkansas's at home. Hmm. How's Arkansas playing? I haven't seen them at all. They are 2-0. and oh. They haven't really played any name yeah. opponents yet. And they're at home. I'll go Arkansas. Go SEC. Yeah, I'll have to double-check that line. It doesn't sound really right. Uh, yeah, I got Arkansas, too. I think they, they have enough balance. I think they keep the balance, right? So I think K.J. Jefferson uh, hasn't been great in the passing game. I, I think that gets evened out this week. I think they have enough to get by uh, and beat Boston. And I hope uh, I haven't misled you guys. I, I, when I saw it, a, BYU, unless I misread it, I'm going Arkansas, obviously, if they're mm. an eight-point underdog at home. Mm. Akron at Kentucky, Kentucky plus 25. I'll go Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky, yeah. Akron can't and won't score. Kentucky. Uh, you got my vote on that. Georgia Tech at Ole Miss. Ole Miss 2-0. 
hosting the Ramblin' Wreck, and Ole Miss is an 18-point pick. Ooh. That's a lot of points. Yeah, that's a lot of points. I'll go Ole Miss. I'll go Lane Kiffin. Get I think I think Ole Miss wins this for out, sure. Yeah. I don't um, know if they cover, though. That's, that's a lot of points. Georgia Tech, not exactly running that triple option anymore. Haynes King yeah. over that former Texas A&M quarterback throwing around a little bit. So I think they'll score some points. Yeah. But I think Ole Miss gets this done. I got Ole Miss in this one, too. You see where uh, one of his former players filed suit against Kiffin and Ole Miss? Uh, that's big story there in the mm. SEC today. Mm. All right. Uh, I do want to thank uh, Chase. Uh, good luck on your picks. But better luck tonight. <laughs> better luck tonight. <laughs> better luck tonight. I do thank Ward International Trucks, LNS Air Conditioning, Rich's Car Wash, Greer's Markets, Zaxby's, and also Cockrell's Body Shop. Let me ask you, tickets tonight, how can people get them? Uh, GoFan.co. GoFan.co, you put in uh, either school, and it takes you right to the tickets. I've been here many times to broadcast on the Hill. It's mm -hmm. a great place. Do you ever get to a point where you, you have no tickets left that somebody gets shut out? Uh, we haven't had that yet, but it, it, it can get close. It's yeah. only 845, man. That's right. Uh, anything That's right. can happen. Hey, we're going to let you go. We know you got a game to prepare for. Really appreciate you hanging out with us. It's Thanks, good to guys. see you. Thank you and, for having And uh, best of luck not only this week, but the rest of the season. Thanks, guys. Appreciate right, you. Thanks for putting the show together for us, Chase. All right. One final uh, segment of the day of the week. We'll set the table for uh, – the rest of the day here we're in full high school football mode we'll let you know where the opening kickoff will be on monday because i'll tell you this it won't be the studios of wnsp it's the dr christopher monax high school game day stay with us right here on the sports station wnsp and wnsp.com Jimmy Ripple from Gator Boys, and you're listening to WNSP on 105.5. the Dr. Christopher Monex High School Game Day. I want to thank all the fine folks here at Spanish Fort for having us. A reminder, Saraland, a Spanish Fort ought to be a good one tonight. Uh, we have all your high school football needs and more taken care of here on the sports station. Obviously, uh, the Dan Patrick Show follows us, Lee, but uh, you're not done for the day. No, I'll be at noon. I'm going to follow Nick. Uh, out to uh, Dean Wade Associates right near the Chick-fil-A. And that's where I drop Nick off, at Chick-fil-A. Yeah. And yeah. then I come in and do this show. Uh, Roger he Schultz, who normally joins me, uh, will be on the phone. He's got business, but he'll be on the show. Dean Wade will be on the show. And then I brought back Bruce Marshall. Bruce used to be with the Gold Sheet. Now he's changed. Uh, but he gives kind of the insight and as far as we'll talk about some of the key games in the SEC and get his take on that. Uh, he's with uh, let's see, VegasInsider.com, CBS Sportsline. He was on my show last year every uh, Saturday and offers a really good insight and gives you the score, and more times than not, he's right. So I'll be there for an hour, and then tonight at 6 o'clock, six hours of high school football. Uh, we start with the uh, Pigskin Pete Green and Phillips Injury Law Firm preview. We go to the Greer's Market Game of the Week, Sarah Land and Spanish Fort at 6.50 with, uh, let's see, Brian Gennard is going to join Michael Bronner for that game. And then after that, from mid to midnight, 
the uh, high school scores and everything. Oh, are you covering a game tonight? I will be, yes. I'll be uh, covering BC Rain and Faith Academy. Oh, you're not going to MGM? They're going all the way out uh, to Fairhope, I believe. And You make it sound I, I like it's get, another part of the country. I couldn't get uh, them to compensate the gas for that trip, so I had to pick a different what game. What kind of an alumnus are you? <laughs> By the way, we will be at MGM next Thursday. I was talking to Zach yesterday. I said, Zach, you're blowing me away. Fourth ranked in the state in 7A. That's how they do it out there, man. It's different. We do things different. It's a lot different now that Nick's no longer there. Yeah, it's, they've improved. Yeah, I, I, never had I any think football. I might have been holding them back. Yeah. I, probably. You were the place kicker, weren't you? Uh, no. Don't be disrespecting place I kickers. actually, I'll be honest, never ever did I watch a football game while I went to high school there. You were always high? <laughs> no. <laughs> they were just so horrible. I was, you know, I went to the football games, but never did I watch them. I was doing other things. Like other, other hood rats. Other hood rats. Behind, behind the seats. <laughs> the stands you were drinking or something like that. I'm going to plead a fifth on that one. All right, you probably had a fifth on that one. All right, uh, so that's what we got planned. Of course, you, your show today from 3 to 6 with Corey. What do you got planned? Well, we're going to preview the weekend. We're going to recap that Minnesota-Philadelphia game from last night. We're going to have Jake Crane come on. We're going to do a little victory lap because we both were very bold with our Texas take. And so we'll have him on and, you know, see what Alabama, where does Alabama go from here. Uh, we'll have Al Whedon on, talk a little high school. They go to Tampa. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Just all right. Well, case. scratch that and off the list. Go, you got yeah, that? all right, Jack. <laughs> Thank you, so you Lee. Got Al Whedon's coming on tonight. Yes. He does the high school game on, uh, well, on my uh, the, TV is 15, but the public uh, correct TV. Who, who does he got tonight? Uh, I think they're at LAD. I believe that is, uh, I don't know, insert game here whenever we go back and edit this. Now, your BC Rain <laughs> game, is that, where, where is that again, BC Rain? Yeah. Faith. It's oh, at so you're going to be Rain. No, 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 no. Oh, you have to go to BC Rain? Yes. And they played, oh, they have the new field, though. They, yeah, they have the new stadium, so you're in good shape. Because I just remember broadcasting there. It was not um, a good situation. And then we'll close out the show with a little betting advice, some of the best bets on the weekend. Hopefully we can all be a little richer on Monday. And, yeah, it should be, should be good. Speaking of Monday, Lee, uh, we will not be in the studios of WNSP. We will be at Baumhauer's Victory Grill for the Monday morning quarterback. Yeah, we did such a good job last Monday. They wanted us to come back there, so we'll be there. I'll have Jag tickets to give away and invite anybody to come by because they'll serve coffee and beignets. Coffee and beignets. What a way to get your Monday started. So come by wow. and see us over there at uh, the shops of Bel Air. It should be a lot of fun. You want to come there and have some coffee and beignets? Uh, I'll think about it. Yeah, you do that. No. I'll let you know when I have a decision. All right. Hey, you know, one of the games we didn't talk about, or at least with – or did we? Did we talk South? Do you like South? you like Oklahoma State? I, this? Well, straight up, I took Oklahoma State. Let me check to see what I had them as. Uh, Oklahoma State is a plus seven. What do you think? That's a, no, that's a, that's a, a long trip there. I don't – Look, I, I, I love Oklahoma State. Love the city of Mobile, love the South Alabama Jaguars, love what they were able to accomplish last year. But to me, when you're 7-7 seven to seven at halftime against South a division, yeah. and now here you are going to Oklahoma State. Doesn't bode well. Yeah, it's uh, the odds are not in their favor. I wouldn't mind seeing that. I would love to see the Jags win and see Gundy in a postgame rant. You know... Uh, 
with all that said, and of course, Oklahoma, I have Oklahoma State winning every which way you want to want to call it. But it wasn't that long ago where they beat the absolute doors off South. Remember, it was like 55, like 13 or something back in, it was like four or five years ago. So this program has made tremendous strides, right? For sure. But to, to Nick's point, I saw a stat this week where teams, Tulane and Southeastern, you give it to Tulane, right, because they're, they're legit, but they have completed 77% of their passes against the South Yeah, see, I thought the defense was going to be Desmond better. Ritter numbers right there. I was. Gonna, I thought he had a good game last week. I'll grant you that. Definitely also, I'll grant you test, Anthony Richardson also had a good game, even though they lost. But uh, the, the thing yeah, that Anthony bothers me now with South, one receiver's out. Bradley McReynolds, they've lost some good yeah. offensive, uh, explosive players. Uh, defensively, they've getting beat with the you know the long passes and everything. So that bothers me a lot, and I'm sure I'm sure they worked on that and try to clear it up. And I hope it's a very very competitive game. It is not on my cable, nor is the Auburn game. So I've just got Alabama and South Florida. You got to get your little SEC Network Plus for that Auburn. You game. get on that YouTube what TV. Happened, what happened to the? Remember the SEC had the SEC Alternative Network, which I had. I don't see any games on that. Did they do away with that? I think they're all. Basically, uh, plotting against you. What are they playing on there if they're let's, not playing games? Let's see what Shervanian they, has, they and let's go a different way. A blank thing. It's, it's like a blank. Oh, are they oh, running? It's compelling. But you're still paying for the channel? You need to contact uh, your local cable. Greg Zanke. Comcast. Call Greg Zanke. i got a problem here. <laughs> the alternate network is not coming in. Do you have anything on it? All right. That does it for this circus. <laughs> we'll be back Monday from Baumhauer's Victory Grill. Until then, see ya.